When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Happy, happy Humpty Hump Day. D-Gun, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett be joining us shortly from Eagles, the last day of OTAs, actually, before it gets real on uh, July 26th. But Gunner, what up, my man? How you doing? How you doing, brother? You know what, Rob? Don't tell Barrett I said this, but I like the screen configuration, just the two of us. See that? So you know we get bigger, we get bigger spacing. I like it. You know, and, yeah, I can stretch a little bit more. But yeah. but but don't tell Barrett I said right, that. You know, right. you this know. is between us, us and all our friends out there listening and watching. Yeah, yeah. man. You know, all but right. but Rob, uh, I'm on Rubber Leg Street right now, man. Um, what happened, man? Well, you know, uh, right now I'm, I'm even more surly than I normally am. <laughs> oh no, okay. I'm in yeah. trouble today. Yeah. So last night I go, I have to drive to Baltimore from about about a buck about a buck fifteen from where I live to pick up my wife from the airport. Okay. Coming back from the West Coast now. And we had a fly, we fly out of Baltimore a lot because the flights are so much cheaper than Philly. Yeah. Okay. So my wife gets in, I, you know, um, and I get there early and waiting in their part, you know, cell phone parking lot. So her flight lands a little bit early. And to, to, to start from the end and then back it up, she said something weird was going on. I said, why? She said, because you know how when you deplane, everybody just deplanes at one time. She said they were letting a few people off at a time. I'm like, what? That's weird. She goes, she goes, I don't know what was going on, but something was weird, but we just couldn't all just deplane. So it took a lot longer for people to get off the plane. So when she gets off the plane, hi, Mrs. Brooks. Good morning, Mama Brooks. Yeah. She can't walk straight from the from the plane to the luggage because the area they had just waxed the floors. Uh, so I, they make you yeah, know, late night, late yeah. night, they're gonna do that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. All so right. they, they have to walk like a, a half mile to a mile out of their way just to get to luggage. Okay. okay. So that takes even longer. And then on the way, all the bathrooms are closed. I'm oh. like, what? Now they know they have flights coming in. The bathrooms are closed? Come on, man. What are we are doing? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. So she finally gets to the luggage, and I'm sitting there waiting, and I'm waiting, waiting. 30 minutes goes by. 40 minutes goes by. She goes, get this. She goes, all of a sudden, like five planes had landed at the same time. And, and, and you know, first of all, most airports, Baltimore included, lacking workers nobody wants to work so it's a union job but they don't have workers yeah so she says they have these women on the loudspeaker saying well if you got a flight so um some of your luggage could be over here and some could be over there <laughs> and uh all you other people luggage has not come down the belt yet oh god so people like people who aren't accustomed to being up that late at night you know are like she said it's like the zombie apocalypse you know people walk around like zombies and people are going back and forth like cattle, like a comedy movie, because they're telling them, uh, go to this, go to this one here. No, no, go go over here. 
<clears throat> it took over an hour for her to get her luggage. Okay. Finally get the luggage. Not like I said, it takes me no traffic, buck fifteen to drive home. I got home at three oh five in the morning. Oh my God. Three three oh five in the morning. Yes. Um, and so right now, I'm not the best person to be around, Rob. I'm just telling you. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm just that's cr- so yeah, you had a combination of not everybody had their their stuff. Nope. The bathrooms closed, which is never yep. a good thing. After a long flight from the West Coast. Five hour flight. Yep. And it's and it's late anyway, so people are on edge anyway. That, that, yes. is, that, that you're right. We we do hammer Philadelphia Philly International a lot, and rightfully so. But that's that's pretty weak, man. That is bad. So last night, BWI, you suck. Okay. Plain I like simple. it. Yeah, yeah, I've you know, I've had I one time we my wife and I flew to went to Florida we, to visit friends, uh Papado Beach. And they somehow lost our luggage. We didn't have our luggage, and it took four days for us to get our luggage. What? So I'm wearing, like, the clothes of the the, the dude oh. we're staying with and, like, just this, like, cheap stuff I bought at, like, a Sears that was around the corner. Like, yeah. you know, like a bathing suit. I went in, the, went in the ocean, and I came out, and it was, like, you know, falling apart. It was, like, one of those things. <laughs> But this went on for like four or five days, man. And we were we were only there like six or seven days. We had our clothes oh the last two days goodness. we were there, I think. It was it was like the worst. And I'm wearing this dude's hand-me-downs. Like there's not it's just brutal. I mean, there is and there's no disc, there's no rebate. No, like we got we had to fight them just to, to even find out where the luggage was. It was sent to like Cincinnati. And we oh ended up my getting goodness. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. So, so have you ever been on a flight you that it was scary to you? Have you ever been on one of those flights, whether it's turbulence or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I did. So we uh we went to Key West one time. So you land, uh you get a connecting flight on one of those pond hoppers okay. from Miami oh, to yeah. the Keys. All oh, right. Geez. So it's already like a not great weather night. Okay. So it's kind of rainy, which is not shocking in, in South Florida, but it was a, it was a rainy night. Right. And it's a small flight. And there was all kinds of turbulence. And and I'm telling you, man, you felt like you were in a dryer. Like we were being like, like, boom, 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 boom. And it's it, it's real, man. Like that is legitimately frightening when that's happening. It, it's it's because you're sitting there like, this is it. Yeah, how many times have you heard those little pond jumpers are the ones that go down? I'm so. telling you. Now, now, I'm not a fearful person by any stretch of the imagination, but this was like about six, seven years ago. My wife and I decided in March – um, it was in a March or around our anniversary. We're going to go to Southern California, spend some time in San Diego, and then drive a buck 40 inland to go see her, see her family and stuff. Yeah. So it's an extremely windy day. And I'm talking about windy to the point flights up and down the East coast are being canceled left and right. So mm-hmm. again, we're going to fly out of Baltimore driving to Baltimore. Um, your car's like this all the way down the road. Oh. And I'm doing like 60, 70. It was, that, across, windy. It was that bad, dude. And we yeah. get across this one bridge. You, you ever driven to Baltimore? Yeah, a million okay, times. Okay, so, so what's that bridge? It goes across the Chesapeake Bay. You know, I know the one you're talking about. It's a pretty bridge. I know beautiful, the one you're talking beautiful about. Beautiful, scenic view. Nice, nice view, yeah. So we're driving south on 95, and we get in the middle of the bridge, and we notice traffic is backed up. An 18-wheeler oh. in the middle of the bridge was on its side, and it looked like a, 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 an accordion had been crushed. I don't know what this dude did, how he miscalculated, but this – what was an 18 wheeler was more like a 13 wheeler. Oh. It was on its side. Now, luckily nobody got hurt. So we get to the airport and sure enough, flights are being canceled left and right. And so we're yeah. thinking that there's no way our flights taking off on time going to San Diego. Well, lo and behold, 
We board on time. Flight takes off on time. Okay. And the flight's full. And this is a Southwest, you know, nothing against Southwest, but we're thinking this is insane. So the plane slowly takes off, takes off. All of a sudden, it drops in midair, boom, about 10 feet. And everybody on the flight screaming. It's like one of these movies, right? And me and my wife, we're not fearful people. The the flight's still going up a little bit more. All of a sudden, boom, drops again. My wife grabs my hand. My hand's sweating like, my hand's sweating like, we're like, is this it? Is this this it now? (laughs) This is how we're going out. I can't believe we're, I can't believe the flight took off, first of all. Damn. Second of all, it's like, and I don't mean just like a little dip. I mean, it's like a sudden boom, drop, and it keeps going, right? Lo and behold, we finally get up to the clouds, and it's clear sailing once we get out above the clouds. But my heart was in my throat. I'm trying to be Mr. Joe Cool, right? Okay, it's going to be all right, baby. You know, Man, my hand's sweating so bad, I had to use three or four napkins just to dry my hands off. I hear you with that, man. Woo! Yeah, that's scary. That was it. That's the only real, and all the times I've flown. Yeah, you've flown a ton. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the scariest flight I've ever been on. I've had, so I had a, we flew to Ireland. Uh, and Woo. it was one of those triple, you know, section, big, big, big oh, flights. Yeah. Don't you know there was no flights, no, no flight options on it? What? And yeah, and you couldn't get any kind, con- like the reception was garbage with, with your, your, you know, uh, tablet or phone, any kind of electronics. Like I'm just and, and I I couldn't read I read like I went through a whole book I'm like I got I, like I need some kind of entertainment here and it just wasn't happening man that was that was bad I did get upgraded once the first class for no reason it just really? pure yeah I think they just made a mistake I've I never it, had that happen never. it happened to me I, I, it's fun it, Derek it's funny it was the first year we were working at Comcast Sports that it was it was like the '98 uh, football season. 97 football. Actually, it was, it was the second year. It was the 98 football season. It was Ray Rhodes last year. And I don't know why. I, I, I'm not sure. If you might not remember this. You might remember this. I don't know if you were even there for the trip to Dallas. They were out of it. It was like the second to last game of the year or last game. The Eagles were completely done. Cowboys killed them. It was a terrible game. It, was, it stunk. I don't, I, I don't think you were there for some reason. It was me. <sighs> and I had to meet a freelancer down there. Like we, oh. Of course, we did, we did it on the cheap, as cheap as you could go. So uh, oh. anyway. Um, I covered the game and it was, it was a very difficult, I had to go back to like a Dallas TV station, feed all the stuff. Uh, oh. it, it, it was not fun. It was not fun. And, and anyway, so, uh, the next day I'm flying back and I'm, and I'm not even paying attention. I'm assuming I'm in coach. Like I, I was, this is how like out of it I was. I was just, you know, whatever, like a zombie and I'm, I'm walking and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, whatever the, the number I'm like, a, a 12. I'm like, I said to the, uh, what do we call We're not allowed to call them stewardess. What do we call them now? Flight attendant. Flight attendant, yeah. I said, um, is am I, is this right? She's like, yeah, you're there. And I'm in this like nice leather chair, yeah, chilling, baby. like spread out. I'm like, this is, I, I had never experienced it in my life. It was some, it was sweet. It was, and I never have since, <laughs> by the way. Nice. I've been, I've been in first class maybe three, four times in my life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, most on, on company time where, you know, so for some reason, when we purchased the tickets, we just ended up there. But one trip, and this was back in the early days of Comcast Sportsnet, uh, we had sent a crew to cover a game um, in, in Illinois, Chicago, I believe okay. it was. And I forgot something happened, some trade or something happened. So we had to hop in a car. And this was when the big wigs were traveling. Tom Stathakis and Mark Jordan. 
we're traveling. We had to hop in a car and drive to St. Louis for some reason to cover some a trade or something. I can't remember. Yeah. So uh, the person who was booking our flights, lover to death, Maria Argenzio, the the, the big wigs. She was were, such were, a nice person. Yeah, is such a nice person. Yeah. The, yep. the big ones are driving her nuts because now they're trying to get a flight home. And every time she tried to get a flight, it was a connecting flight from St. Louis to Minneapolis or St. Louis to Dallas and then back to Philly. And so she was frazzled. And so finally, the management pulled a bit, pulled a, pulled a fast one and said, look, upgrade us to first class. So we got first class going back from St. Louis to Philly. Dude, let me tell you something. I have more butt room I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Before the flight takes off, well, can I get you, um, can I get you a beverage? Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, you don't get just cheese and crackers like everybody else in the back dude they broke out the charcuterie tray yep and would you like uh would you like some shrimp 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 what shrimp wow yeah that was back in the day you know they don't even feed you on flights nowadays do you remember oh. when you had a choice of meals yeah you can't you get could, peanuts now yeah well you can barely get pre- yeah peanuts and and, and and like those goldfish crackers nowadays do <laughs> but back then you know you got real meals man you yeah, know, that's back nice. in the late 90s. You got real meals on flights, man. You had a choice of steak, shrimp, and something else. So, you yeah. know, D-Gun, D-Gun got to have a shrimp. I got hey, my man. shrimp, bro. I, don't I have a nice it. Coca-Cola. Oh, my goodness. A salad? Like God. a chef salad? Dude. Yeah, that's awesome. I was living long. I'm like, so this is how the rich people live. Well, oh, I so I'm man. sitting next to a guy. He was a CEO at GE, okay, General Electric. Like, he was, he was a heavy hitter for years, right? And he's like, he wasn't being, you know, arrogant about. It. He's like, "This is how I always travel, man. This is the way to go. If you could pull it off, pull it off." He's like, "This is the way I, this is the way I roll." And he's telling me all the like do's and don'ts, and all. I'm like, "I was in education, man. I learned. I learned a lot." Dude, I, I I will say this: the worst flight to fly on is when you're dog tired, and you get on the flight and you sit next to the person holding the baby, or the two year old that won't sit still. Yep. I flew to Chicago one time to cover the uh, Eagles and the Bears, mm-hmm. and I'm somehow, I, I, and I'm in, uh, I'm in, a, I got stuck in a middle seat. Uh, that's tough too. And the lady sitting next to me uh, has, you know, cutest little two or three year old, and it's in the winter now. But yeah, the two or three year old has nothing on but a diaper. Baby was having a fever. Uh, All of a sudden, it was a volcanic eruption, just oh, oozing no. down. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm sitting now that stuff doesn't phase me because I have three kids, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that'll phase me. It'll phase you when you're sitting next to her though. Yeah. You know, but some people, you know, like let's face it, some guys, especially if they're in their business attire, they freak out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I felt so bad for the lady. I'm trying to help the lady, you know, and come to find out they were going in the game also, her and her husband. And a year later, the guy hit me up and said, Hey, my name's so-and-so. It was on social media. Yeah, uh, my name's so-and-so. Hey, I just wanted to know, dude, you, would have, you were a class act. You, you handled it well. And I remember that moment. I felt so bad for her. But once the baby threw up, it felt better. But I was sitting there. In the initial, I'm like, please don't let that baby lean this way because I'm going to have a lap full. <laughs> and it just went down. And it wasn't like it wasn't like projectile. It was just like oozing out. You know? yeah, yeah. Like like lava, you know. And I felt bad <laughs> for her. I helped try to clean up and stuff like that. But. But you get on those flights with a baby just screaming. It's tough. And, and you know, and I've had it because my oldest child, we always say, we always talk about the oldest child like this. I don't know what made us have children after that first one, because the first <laughs> one was a screamer. Yeah. My wife and I never got to eat together in restaurants. We have to take shifts. Yep. Um, and she screamed like she she was a colicky baby. Yeah. She screamed like something was killing her day, night, didn't make a difference. And man, it was like, what in the world possessed us to have two more after that one I, I, beyond me? I hear you. You know, the other problem is too, in those situations, um, the, 
there's a lot of people, you know, like you and I have kids, so we're kind of used to that kind of stuff. The the folks who aren't used to it, and I kind of get it, but they yeah. don't know how to react to it. They don't react no. well to it. And no. then you get the guy who's or girl, either one, who are pissed off oh. and that's happening near them, and they're complaining to everybody. And it's like, dude, they're no, they're not doing this on purpose. They exactly. have the kids not feeling well, or yeah, you know, trust me, it's not nobody wants this ear like, pressure. Yeah, know. all of that, and, and you're. You know, you're just looking at them like, just just suck it up. It's not going to be that much longer. And they just compound it and make it a thousand times worse when they do stuff like that. But the ones you, know you, yeah, you want to turn around and reach back is the little kid that's five, six, seven years oh, old. Oh, kicking your chair. Kicking your chair. Yeah. And the parents are trying to stop them, but little Johnny and little Susie still kicking the chair. And I'm like, you know, your life could end in, 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 in 30,000 feet today. This <laughs> keeps going, you know. Definitely well, hasn't have, happened often, but yeah, but it's like, man, you better see, you better sedate this kid or something because one of us is not landing at well, our destination. You, you either get that, which is a more understandable because it's a kid, right? You either get that or you get the dude who has no problem, let, you know, reclining into your lap. Mm. Like, yo, man, like, you know, really? I'm right behind you, okay? Have have a little bit of understanding of what's going on here. You want to take it back a touch? Okay, I get it. You know, you need a little bit of a of a recline if you're trying to fall asleep. You don't need to extend it. I don't know if you can even still do it to this day, but you used to be able to take it back pretty far. Like I, I, I was on a flight to Phoenix like uh, three months ago. That's a long flight, you know that. So Man. I'm coming back. It's on the way back to Philly, and this dude reclines all the way back. And finally, like after, at first I thought he was like, he was going to be like, oh, my bad. Let me get this thing up a little bit. Right. I went yeah. back too far. Yeah. And I'm, and the guy next to me is looking at me like, I can't even believe this guy's doing this. So I, I just sort of went like this. Like I, I reached around and I was like, hey, excuse me. Um, you're in my lap, man. Like, you, you know, you got to have some understanding of, of people around you. Oh. And then he was like angry. I'm like, dude. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, you understand what's going on, the dynamic, the group dynamics of this? We're already in, like, sardines to begin with. So, anyway, it was, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, the absolute worst is the guy or the uh, guy that's, like, uh, too big for the seat. Oh, now, God. when I fly, I deliberately get aisle seats. I don't like climbing over people when I want to get up and stuff. And I do it to stretch my knee and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and they, you know, they and they sit down in the middle seat, first of all. And they plop down and they take both armrests. No, no consideration whatsoever. Yep. Now, when I'm now, this is usually happen when I'm flying for the company. You know, going to cover a game and the flights are packed, and they're long flights like to Dallas or to San yeah. Diego or San Francisco. Yeah. I spend the whole flight in an aisle seat like this. I can't even get comfortable for a four, five, six hour flight. The whole flight like this. Meanwhile, the person in the middle is like this and dead uh -huh. sleep and uh, they ain't moving yeah they're not moving yeah they they're moving, not moving bro. yep i know first of uh, all they should be charged for two seats 100 percent, 100 percent. they should be. second of all i understand your situation and, and i and, and i'm not complaining but when you know your situation and your girth yes. can you can you help a brother out a little bit and just try to small you don't just take up both no, armrests you, you at least the person in the window has the window to lean up against consideration but the person, but the person in the aisle Dude, my I got on the plane. My back hurting. My hip is hurting. My hips numb. I know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. People have a, there's a general lack of consideration. All right, so I got to update you on a couple things. So okay. right. I mentioned the Eagles are having their last day of OTAs. So Barrett's there covering practice for us. Okay. 
Hold on. Cool. First of all, Barrett ain't covering practice. Barrett's out to show socializing. Let's okay. call it what it Barrett's is. Barrett's there to, to yeah. mingle. Okay. Let's be real. But pre- so OTA started 1250. Okay. So for, for those of you not in the Eastern time zone, it's it's 12, what is it, 20, 19, 12, 19, whatever, right now. So practice is set to start in about a half hour. So we get a group text from Barrett. I mean, you were uh, telling your story. I had a yeah. chance to look at it. Yeah. So. <laughs> shockingly Barrett was late. Right. So he was trying. No. To, yeah, I know it's a shock. No, no. So he's trying to hustle to, to the Novacare complex to watch practice. So he got pulled over at, en route. And I think there may have been a ticket involved. Check, oh! your, check your, your phone. Uh-oh. So uh, we were going to have Barrett on at 12, 10, 12, yeah. 10 minutes into the program. But Barrett is still en route to the Novacare complex after getting a uh, little fine tossed. Uh, yeah, I see it right now. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's kind of where we're at from a Barrett standpoint. It, frankly, it's been one of those kind of days already. So that's kind of where we're at um, with that. So maybe a little bit later we'll get a story for Barrett about what exactly went on here. But uh, yeah, Barrett, Barrett. Hopefully, it won't. Uh, won't be too heavy of a fine. I'm not going to give any details. To make a long story long. Yeah, exactly. He was going as fast as fish grease and, and as hot as fish grease, as he would say. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see what we'll see what the fine is, what the points are. We'll get it. We'll get an update for him a little bit later. All right. So a couple other things, Derek, just to do some headlines real quick before we get into everything. So Phillies win again last night. Uh, Unbelievable. Over, over the Brewers. Yeah. And, and do so in again, dramatic fashion, but on top of it, they snapped the streak of Josh Hader, um, who had 40. It's amazing, you know, what, yes. what what they were able to do last night. 40 inning streak snapped without allowing a run. Zero July, bl- July 28th, 2021 against Pittsburgh was the last time he gave up a regular season run. It's incredible. He had zero blown saves or runs allowed in his previous 19 appearances. The Phillies don't hit one. They hit two home runs off him in the ninth. One is is by Alec Bohm, who had been stone cold at the plate. And the other one, Matt Deerling. So, Gunner, his story is he starts the year. They want him to be the center fielder, but he doesn't play right. well enough. Right. He's hitting like right. a buck 70. They send him down to Lehigh Valley. He's down there. The Phillies have some injuries. He gets the call. So they're in Nebraska. Okay? Yeah. yeah. He and Scott Kingery fly from Nebraska to Chicago, hop in a rental car, Drive to Milwaukee, which is two hours ish. Uh, hour and a half. Yeah. Hour and a half. They get there at two p.m. All right. The Phillies are, you know, I guess the bus was headed already over to the ballpark at that point. They go right to the ballpark, and and what? Uh, eight hours later, Veerling's hitting the game-winning home run. I, I mean, ins- off of that guy, not off of some squid, off of Josh Hader. Insane. Cri- Weird things are happening now, man. And, and, and your boy, and your boy, Evil Knievel, tried his best to blow that save. I, he had I, thir- thirty pitches in a save situation. I, I I'm surprised her. they didn't. To be honest, I'm surprised they didn't put him in and put Sir Anthony in. I, I'm really surprised. It's got to stop. That has to be the last time you, you at least for right now, you put him in that position. It's got to stop. Dude, it's got to stop. Dude, he's a, he can't, he's gonna kill you, man. He's a train wreck. 32 pitches last night, 17 for strikes, 15 for balls. Almost a 50-50 yep. split with balls and strikes. Yep. Terrible, yep. terrible. But the team keeps winning. So we'll get into the Phillies yes. a little bit more in depth at uh, at 1230. You know, aside from that, as I mentioned, the Eagles wrap up their OTAs. We know that. And camp starts the 26th. That's when this thing gets real. So we have a 
you know, approximately a month and a half now between the, the, the end of this to what this is going to look like. So one of the things we're going to do a little bit later in the show, Derek, is get into expectations of this team, like real expectations. They were a playoff team. They won nine games last year. Okay, what is the difference between last year and this year? We'll get into expectations for the Eagles uh, a little bit later. Uh, you know, beyond that, we got an NBA Finals game three tonight in Boston. Warriors and the Celtics tied at one game apiece. I'm looking forward to that one tonight. That's that's going to be going to be wild in Boston, man. I mean, the Celtics come back off of that lackluster performance. See if Golden State can keep that momentum going. That's coming up. The Lightning beat the Rangers last night, four I'm to one. Surprised. Yeah, I told I'm not you. I told you. I'm a, I, what did I tell you a couple of weeks ago? I picked the Lightning to get to the finals. Yeah, but Lightning. Uh, and now it's two two. So they yep. they've responded. They, that's a that's a fun uh, that's a fun series right there. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals right there. They, the winner will play the Colorado Avalanche, who have been awesome. So that's where that stands. You know, and, and look and beyond that, there's a lot of weird stuff that we're going to get into in, in our two thirty segment where we do some open talk. Uh-oh. I don't know if you've seen some of this Jack Del Rio stuff. I don't know if you've seen some of that. What, what the Broncos were sold for, which yeah. is insane. Can you believe that? Can you believe? Can, and, and and the people who bought it. Yes, Walmart Ooh. people. The Walmart are, are you know, the ones who bought it. Uh, Joe Madden got fired. Yes. It, that's what happens when the Phillies sweep you, Gunner. No job is safe after that, man. But, Dude, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the score of that game. It was in the seventh inning, and the Angels were up 4-3. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be similar to the Phillies. Change yeah. of manager, change in attitude. Because in the, early in the game, Mike Trout hits a bomb. Yep. Mike Trout hadn't hit anything. He was 0 for like the month of May. Yeah. He didn't hit anything. He hits a bomb. And yeah. then I look at the score a few hours later, just looking at baseball scores. They lost an extra inning. And like, he ah. left the game with a hamstring injury or with a groin yes. injury. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ah. I know. I know, man. They're they're a mess. They're a total disaster right now, the Angels are. But there's that. Ryan Howard's Rittenhouse Square apartment is up for sale. So you you could you should think you about afford. maybe moving there. Yeah. I you think Barrett. I, I, I don't live, I don't sit in the, I can't live in the city, dude. I can never live in the city. Let me take a guess. I'll just do that. We'll get more into it in a second. Tell me what you think the the monthly mortgage is on his uh, apartment. Just take a guess. Did did you say Rittenhouse Square? Yeah. I would say monthly mortgage probably like $95,000 a month. No, it's not that bad. $33,120 per month. How much? Thirty-three. Thirty-three grand. Thirty-three thousand a month. <laughs> a month. Yes. That's that's yes. more than I make in a year. I hear you, man. So that's we'll get into that. Yeah, man. So there's a lot of details about that, which we'll get into. Drew Brees is out after one year. I'll tell you who's going to be playing Madonna in a biopic. We'll get who oh, you, someone who you know uh, uh, from a series that you watch. Not, pers- that they know not that you, personally. <laughs> not no, not personally. From a, ser- a series that you watch. Let me clarify okay. that. All right. So well, there's a lot that we're going to dive into. We come back. We'll go a little bit harder into the uh, Phillies, and then we'll get into some expectations for the birds coming up. At some point, I think we'll be hearing from Barrett if he doesn't get pulled over again. Who knows? At this that point. dude. Oh my I know. That do, man. It's always something, man. It's always something. All right, so don't go anywhere. We got you. Smash the like button. Tell a friend. We'll dive into the Phillies and the Eagles when we get back. He's the D- D-God. I am Rob Ellis. We'll hear from Barrett a little bit later at Eagles OTAs. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, it's that time of year. There's graduations today, in fact, for friends of mine. And they, they, I had somebody come out reach out to me the other day and say, look, I'm not sure what to do here. We're going to have a little thing at our house. Uh, I don't feel like cooking. 
you know, I, I don't know who to turn to. And I said, I got the answer for you. It's Station Tap Catering in Drexel Hill. They will handle your next function with ease. And you could just focus on your family, on the event, or securing a new opportunity for your company because they they do that as well. They could cater your a company outing, even if it's a daily thing for you. They take care of it. They have 50 years of experience in food preparation. Station Tap Catering will impress and your guests will be impressed. I was one of them. I was one of them. And it's the, the variety, which I like. Everything from wings to fries to chicken tenders to pasta to salad to wraps to tacos. I mean, you name it across the board to the desserts. It is phenomenal. Just give them a call. 484-469-3222. 484-469-3222. Just think, next tailgate, right? Philly's coming back home. Eagles right around the corner. They could provide that as well. Go to stationtapcatering.com. That's stationtapcatering.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis there. Gun Sports Take YouTube uh, Network, uh, Jacob Media YouTube Network. Good to be with you on this Wednesday. Smash that like button, folks. Uh, see everybody in the comment section. What's up, yeah. everybody? Yeah. See you, Joe Whip. See you, Birdman, Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, hey, monster. guys. Also, hey, guys. Um, not to cut. I'm sorry, Rob. Uh, also, sorry. hey, guys, let us know where you're watching from. We always like to know where you're watching the show from. Uh, just to get a take on, you know, how, how many people are watching, you know, East Coast, West Coast, out of the country, even for that matter. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we, we love that, by the way. We love the fact that this is, you know, we have our certainly our core audience, our, our Philly folks. We love you. Uh, but we love that this is, you know, a national and a global yeah. show, man. It's, it's look, part of the beauty of our reach. Look, um, no Alexandria, doubt. Virginia, Georgia, we Alabama. Yeah. We see, we see you. you. Naples, Na- Naples, Florida. We see you, Naples, Fresno, Wilmington. Yeah, we love you, Delaware, man. Delaware in the house, baby. I love, love it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a beautiful thing, man. There's Bloomington, no Indiana. Wow, that's all right. I like that. Yeah, that's it. IU, that's IU country right there. There's Jackson, no doubt. About North that. Carolina. Keep it coming, folks. Let us know where you're watching. Fresno, Cali, Cali in the house. I love yeah. it. And, and Big Will, we appreciate you listening every day. Don't get a chance to watch live. That's what it's all about. Look, guys, we the, the other great thing about our Houston from from, uh, from wow. A. Thomas, the great thing about our format here, I guess, for lack of a better word, Dillon Beach, California. We, we, we got Dillon you. Dillon Beach? I'm, I know California. Where's Dillon Beach? Never heard of Dillon Beach. Of course, Mrs. Mama Brooks is in St. Louis. We appreciate it. St. Louis in the house. Um, Home of the ribs. You can always go back and watch, right? You can always yep. go back and stream us. You can always go back and listen to us here in the car. You're, you're out doing yard work, whatever the case may be. No yep. matter what you miss. Uh, Joe Whip, we get we get a little Wayne love. We love our Wayne PA for sure. Yeah. I was just in Wayne uh, Monday. We love night. you, Wayne. We got you, Joe. Um, so we the um, we the the beauty of like the, the the challenge I think sometimes with with you know the terrestrial radio or TV or whatever the case may be is like sometimes if you miss if you didn't DVR it you know from a TV standpoint right you might just miss it. Um, and if you don't have a, you know, a, a rewind app or something from a radio standpoint, you're just going to miss it. You can always go back and watch us. Just go to Jacob Sports YouTube network. Uh, yep. Go to jacobsports.com. All of our interviews are on there. Like Derek, with all the e- – there you go. With all of our Eagles content yep. that's on there, which John McMullen does a, a great job with um, writing, you can connect to our Howie Roseman, to our Brian Dawkins. Absolutely. Chris you know, Long. Chris Long. All the interviews that we've done um, – you know, over the, the span of time, I believe today is our 36th show already. We've had 36 shows. We've had 36 shows, man. Time seems is flying. Like, seems like 136 dealing with you and Barrett. <laughs> yes. I was waiting for a zing to come in there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, <gasps> you go in there and look, we've had, you know, we've had Brian Baldinger. We've had, as I mentioned, you know, a little bit earlier, we had Sterling Sharp on, we had, Hugh Douglas on. We had Merrill Reese on. We had Andy Reid on. You know, not to toot our own horn. I'm just telling you, there's some really great content for you to go back and check out if you hadn't had the opportunity to either see it at all or, you know, bits and pieces of it, whatever the case may be. So that's that's one of the things I really like, you know, about what we're able to do here. So, um, all right. So beyond that, let, let's, let's, because we touched on it here, let's dig a little yep. bit deeper into this gunner because, you know, sometimes when you fire a manager, it's an extreme. Certainly when you do it this early in the season, um, we got Chris checking in from Hawaii. What's up, Chris? Um, when you do that, you're, you're clearly 
at a crossroads organizationally where you say to yourself, look, got to make a move here. This isn't working for whatever the, and it doesn't mean the manager was the sole reason, but it wasn't working and you need to some life injected into this team. What we've seen since they made that move gunner is, you know, and I know the angels are a floundering bunch, but they won games in a bunch of different ways against the angels. They hit early, they jumped on and they get good starting pitching. And then of course the last game of the series, just some clutch hits late by Harper and by, by Stott. So then you wonder, all right, can you carry any of that momentum over? The Phillies haven't been good at that at all this year. And they go right. against the Milwaukee team that isn't playing great either right now. Right, right. And they have, they're sharing injuries also. Yeah. 100%. And then as the game's going along last night, I'm sitting there saying to myself, this feels like the same pattern. Like Ranger Suarez pitched yeah. really well. Okay? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And early, <laughs> they're leaving men on base early. In fact, for the night, Derek, they went one for seven with runners in scoring position and left eight on. Usually that's a recipe for disaster. But we come to the ninth, and it's a situation when, when you know this as, as a guy who follows the Brewers as well. Yeah, yeah. When Josh Hader comes in, it's pretty much lights out. It's over. It's over. It's, it's over. done. It's done. And it's been done for literally a year, okay? You're talking about the 40-inning streak where he hasn't allowed to run this guy, okay? So he comes in, and the leadoff man, Alec Bohm, boom, I mean right out of the chute. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, that in and of itself is a miracle. Like no, at least yeah, yeah. at least you're getting this thing to extra innings is the way I looked at it. Like I didn't expect another run at all. I was thrilled they got one. Okay. Yep. Two batters later, Matt Veerling, and I just gave you the story of of you know the fact that he was he was with Lehigh Valley in in Nebraska ready to play a game and he flies back, flies in, you know, whatever lands. He's buried deep on the bench. And so, you know, give Rob Thompson credit. He pulls the right, pushes the right button. He pinch hits him for Moniac, and Veerling goes yard. And you're saying to yourself, did they really just hit two home runs and three at bats off of Josh Hader? This can't even be happening. And the dugout is, as you would imagine, going bananas as they should. Okay, so they grab a three-two lead at that point. You go into the bottom of the ninth, and Corey Knable, who is still the closer for some reason, I'm not. Really, oh my goodness, uh, oh. I'm not even sure of. Okay, they still are, are, are trotting him out. Derek, how many times do you escape a closer or any reliever, any pitcher that matter at all, when a guy walks the bases loaded in an inning? Okay. Unbelievable. 32 he, pitches, three walks. Yeah. Total tightrope. I don't know. Somehow he escapes it. Okay. And they win again. They've now won five in a row. They've won four straight under Rob <clears> Thompson. <throat> and I know you, the, the easy answer is hey, anytime you win, there's going to be a good vibe. There's just a different that they feel. I, it feels a little bit like a burden has been lifted off of them a little bit for me, at least when I watch this team play. Not only that, Rob, but back to back games, they win in come from behind fashion. Number one, number two, the young kids are contributing significantly mm. uh, to the success over the last five games. And as we talked about earlier in the week, you know, there's something to be said about what Bryce Harper said about letting the young kids get their feet wet, man. You got to because these are the kids that you're going to need down the stretch. And can you imagine a confidence booster that is uh, for a bomb and oh. Veerling to hit home runs against one of the best closers in the game? Yeah. Who hasn't given up a regular season run since July 28th of last year against Pittsburgh? Crazy. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. The confidence that enhanced, and on top of that, Rob, the Phillies are slowly going this way 
Now, the Mets are still winning, but they lost last night 7-0 to San Diego, mm-hmm. which means knocks another, knocks another game off their deficit between the Phillies and the Mets. Yep. There's a lot of ball still to be played, man, so who knows what can happen. The, the Phillies' bullpen still scares me, though. I, oh, I would yeah. say that. But the bottom line is they're finding ways to win, something they didn't do uh, when Joe Girardi was at the helm. So maybe there was something to the message was getting stale from one guy, and they just needed a change of a change of voice mm-hmm. um, in that clubhouse. Yeah, because right now, even when it's looking bad for the Phillies, it looks good. Yeah, you know? yeah. and that's all you can ask. That's all you can ask. It I doesn't agree. have to be perfect. I mean, how many we but we everybody we blasted Suarez for being an inconsistent pitcher. Mm-hmm. This dude, do you know he had eleven ground outs? He was excellent, Derek. Even the even the runs that he gave up. One one was the result of a you know a, a little chopper. They like were fluke bit. hits. Yeah, no, nothing was hit hard, and he was no. in command. He was really in command last night. Like he he was he was that was a game. That's the guy who we saw last year. That's Dude, what he looked like. Ninety two pitches, sixty two strikes, five strikeouts. Yeah, against the Brewers lineup. That's a good hitting lineup. Matter of yes. fact, the Brewers lead the National League in home runs, mm-hmm. and. He held that team in check. I mean, pitching staff period held him to seven hits, first of all. Okay. But secondly, for as inconsistent as Suarez has been, for him to go out – and I mean, Rob, everything was right on the plate. Everything. He was corner to corner all night long. His breaking pitches were off the charts last night. Yeah. And if they can get that kind of pitching from the starters, six, seven innings, so they don't have to go that deep into their bullpen. Now, we got Aaron Nola pitching tonight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but still, I still, I, yeah, I listen, I go, I agree with you, man. I feel good about where they're at right now. And, and I think they needed that injection of whatever it was. And I, and I think I do believe the players, what, what, what they said afterwards was, look, we, we feel bad. We, you know, we played a large part in this. I believe them. Like, I don't think these guys are looking at it like this was all Joe Girardi, but I do think they right, feel right. more relaxed under Rob Thompson. I feel like there was something sort of lifted and there's just a different vibe now. And you're right. Getting the young kids to, to contribute the way that they are getting, you know, Bryson Stott's feeling good about himself right now. Beerling, it, you know, it's, it, it can only help him because that was a tough start. To, and, and, you know, they're, I think they're a team that's got some belief again, where they haven't had that all year. I truly believe that. Yeah, not to get off track for a moment, but I'm looking at Xander in our private chats. Remember earlier in the show when you said this is our 36th show? Was I wrong? And I, and, and I said, and I said, no, it feels like 136. <laughs> Xander says, deal, it feels like 236 dealing with you three every day. He's not wrong. Yeah. You know what, Xander? I can't hear you till you get us to Jacob Media lids like you've been promising us for a month. I can't hear a word you're saying until we get those lids. Have you got yours yet, Rob? No. I have yeah. I have a really nice golf shirt, which uh, maybe I'll rock tomorrow. I've, I've worn it before on the show. I'll, uh, maybe I'll rock that bad Wait, boy tomorrow. You got a go- you got a golf shirt? Well, I got lucky because when we did our uh, when we did our shows from Ocean Resort, our great sponsor, um, we did our draft shows down there. So that Friday after the draft, after we right. had all our draft right. shows Thursday, I'm leaving. I had to meet with Krause, our, our boss Joe, uh, for something. And he's like, wait, what size are you? I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. He, All right, what, what, about, what do you think about this one? Like, this is a nice golf shirt. Boom. That's how it, it was just happenstance. Wow. But was, it's the same way with me. As I'm leaving the hotel that Friday to get back to do our show that Friday, yeah. I'm walking out with Joe, and Joe goes, Here, Gunner, I got something for you. 
I'm like, this is sweet. Gives me this beautiful, it's navy blue windbreaker, right? Mm-hmm. Has a beautiful logo, Jacob Media. You yeah, logo. our, our logo is sweet. I'm like, sweet. So I get home after I show, I try it on. The arm is down to here. It's the, I said, I look at the tag, it said 2X. Now I said, <laughs> hold up, bro. I know you don't think I'm a 2X. I mean, this is more closer to Bear Brooks than it he is. He thinks you're jacked, man. It, was, it didn't mean you he know. thinks you're heavy. It means I mean, he thinks you were, you're cut. Well, you yeah, know, exactly. Look, look, Which the, way did the gun the show? The still there, baby. It's still I, there. My I'm last like, name ain't Gun by fluke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you like D-Gun. Tell it, bro. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? but, but I'm like, I'm still waiting for the replacement windbreaker. You know? I, Listen, I know, man. We need, we need. He Xander has all these nice hats and T-shirts, and I'm like, hey, hey, Xander, get on here for a second, man. Xander, get your butt on here for a minute, man, because I know he's wearing the lid today. I know he is. Xander, don't be hiding, man. You hear me talking to you? I thought he had the T-shirt on. Or was that yesterday? He had the T-shirt, oh, yeah, t-shirt. on. One. He didn't have he, the lid today. He's that lid is sweet, dude. He's have you seen that you. lid? I like it. I like all the gear. I would wear it. Like it's and he's like, know? oh yeah, I'll get it to you guys. That no, was a you, month here, ago. Give us a corporate it, brush off. That's what all right. He here he comes. Here he comes. He's, he's, yeah, I'm on him to defend he's, himself. He's making himself look pretty before he comes on. Right, it's Man, his makeup. We ain't got all day. You ain't gonna make he's, yourself he's look doing that his pretty. Makeup up as we speak. Look, 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 look at the t-shirt and look at the hat. Let me see the, let me see the t-shirt. I, I need the t-shirt. Okay, and it's dry, it's dry fit too, which I love. Okay, look, number one. I can't get a t-shirt. I can't get a lid. I mean, you you put basically we're, what you we're did not was, special like Barrett. We don't yeah. get special deliveries like Barrett does with the stateside. Oh no, no, I you know. guys got to ask the stream the backstory on that. They dogged me for like he dogged me for like eight months. Yeah, Barrett's been torturing him longer than we have. We so got seven fair. months to go, D Gun, until <laughs> you a hand package of a hat, a shirt. A seven months. Seven months. You got to earn your keep, man. We I don't, don't even know. want it. I we don't, don't want know. it. Then. He, he might have to fire you tomorrow, man. We don't know. That's yeah. it. When I get fired, then they'll send me on a way package. You're right. Now, you're going you're Look, hey, Xander, 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 how many how many stitches are across the, the bill of that hat? Jeez. Oh, and I'll tell no, I'll tell you why. I learned this a long time ago. And I was like, really? How many stitches? Look at that. There's one, two, three, four. Okay. Are so you really found, counting the stitches now? Yes. Here's why. Years ago, um, I forgot who it was. A friend of mine said, Oh, that's a nice hat. You can tell that's a quality hat. And I said, Hi, what do you mean it's a quality hat? He said, if it has like six, seven, eight stitches across the bill, it's a well-made cap. I said, really? He said, when you get those caps that have like two, three, four stitches, yeah, you can I tell they're cheaply made. There's a lot look, on that. Look, look, yeah, look. That's a quality-made hat. So therefore, because Rob and Baron and I are quality people, we should get quality gear. I agree. You're right. You are right about that. I'll get you. I'll get you some gear. But you act like I'm just like the gear vendor. Like, yes. We need to put. Yes. You know you're the gear do, vendor. Yes. And Xander, I'm sure this is in the works. But at, at JacobSports.com, we got to put a little store on there. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll get it up. Don't worry. I got right. As if you don't have enough to do. Get on that. Yes. Yeah. But no, you're right though. It would be a good idea. I think the fan. I think the uh, supporters of the show would appreciate D guns. Like there that. you go. Exactly. Yeah, like D-Gun's mug or something. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, no. yeah. We want to sell yeah. some of this stuff, okay? Yeah, right. hey, we got hey, to make it wearable. Put a picture uh, of D-Gun with a fish and reel. Oh, no, 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 we don't yeah, have enough of that. We, we don't have enough of that. Oh, All right, folks. Have a good show. All, All right, right, Xander. Bye. You yeah, got you it. You know what right. Xander just did, don't you? Don't he call blew, me. I'll call you. He blew you off is what he did. He knows better. He just gave us the corporate Heisman. That's what he did. Correct. We, we've, we've gotten Heisman many times before, so we're used to it. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Man. But uh, um, just to, back to the uh, to the Phillies for a yes. second. One, yes. one o'clock, we'll, we'll talk Eagles. And we still haven't heard from uh, 
from our cohort. We don't know what's going he on. He might be, Barrett. you know, he might be in handcuffs by now, seriously, because he you let his mouth buddy? get the best are, of him. Are you ready to bail his uh, his big butt out of there? Yeah, he might. He, he might. He might be in handcuffs right now because you know Barrett let his temper get the best of him sometimes. Uh, I'm a little worried. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit worried. He might be face down in the dirt. You know what's gonna? The, the, here's what's gonna happen. He's gonna be delayed, and he's gonna miss like something crazy that happens at OTAs early or something like, you know what I mean? Like something big is going to happen and he's going to miss that. You no, know, you know that's going to happen. happen. He's going to get out there socializing and forget he's supposed to check in with us in this show. Now watch what I tell you. Well, that's so you and I have watched many a practice together. Yes. Over yes. There. Yep. Barrett it's Barrett is a different story. Like you and I, not that we're not social. Of course we are, but we're like, we're kind of trying to pay attention to what's going on. Barrett's like America's guest when he's over there. He's shaking hands, kissing babies, exactly. telling stories, exactly. seeing guys he played with. And and if you're near him, you're like, dude, I, I can't even – I don't even know what's happening at this point over there at practice. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, but that's him. That's Man. Him. Yeah. Love I him to it. death. Love him to death, but Bar- Bar- Barrett, you got to focus. Barrett. He's the best. Barrett. Well, well that's why you love Barrett, him, though, Barrett, because Barrett. he is that kind. of. He's a lovable dude, man, and there is no question about that. But it's it's alumni day over there. Did you know that? That's yeah, part of the that. reason why Barrett's over there. We got guys yep. like Jaws there, you know, et cetera. And it's, we're in the time of year where – and I'm seeing this all around you know, at every team, not just the Eagles, by the way. And this is not a knock on the Eagles. Right? I actually like the play-by-play. Right. So and so made a great catch or a great throw. I love it. But I'm seeing like I see like Jets OTAs and I'm right. seeing, oh, brilliant pass by Zach Wilson. Just led the guy perfectly. I'm like, really? I mean, you've known me a long time and you know <laughs> that when it comes to OTAs, mini camps and training camps, it just cracks me up when I look up and down Twitter streams or Facebook streams. Oh my goodness, great acrobatic catch. And I'm like, okay. You're in a controlled environment. It's a lot different. And then you wonder why some of these players don't live up to their training camp billing when the regular season rolls around. Because you're playing against guys who are just as hungry as you are trying to get jobs and trying to keep jobs. And it's not controlled. It's like it's open season now. Every trick in the the book. Um, Now you're trying to win and defend um, a a game. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you know me a long time. I don't get hyped up when it comes to practices and stuff. Um, Good job. You did your job. And I know practice makes perfect, but you're practicing at a different speed. The offense knows what the defense is doing. The defense knows what the offense is doing. And a lot of times, oh, so-and-so just picked off the quarterback. Yeah, because they ran the same play three times because the offensive coaches weren't happy with the way the play was run. So, yes, they have an idea of what's coming and how to jump I don't get jacked up about this stuff. I yeah. mean, I know a lot of people do. You know, we go to practice, especially when before COVID, when they were open, you know, to the media and, and people in the stands, ooh, and ah, and all that stuff. And I'm like going, okay, next play. All right, what you doing next? All right, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm very cynical when it comes to well, that. Well, I, I get, you know, the same thing happens in baseball. Like, you, you, some guy will have a great spring training. And I'm saying, okay, that's good. It's good for his confidence. But just keep in mind, that pitcher is working on one of his pitches. Is is trying to develop a pitch that he didn't necessarily have. He's not always just trying to get you out. He's trying to figure out his curveball. He's trying to figure out his slider or his cutter. Yeah. And he's willing to make mistakes in that setting that he isn't going to be willing to make when he when it's when it's the real deal. Okay? Right. Right. Number one. And I'm, and I'm talking about like if, if you're saying, oh, he's crushing it off this established starter. Eh, okay. But the other thing is. A lot of times, you know this, Derek. I mean, especially when there used to actually be preseason games where they, right, you know, right. whatever, where you'd see starters or whatever. 
or, or borderline guys. They're, you're going against people who a lot of times aren't going to be in the league. They're just exactly. not good enough. Exactly. So no it, it could be misleading. <laughs> I know this is kind of basic stuff, but it is true. And I do see people get a little bit too cranked up one way or the other. Just like if a guy isn't necessarily hitting, he might be working on something at the plate, a new stance. There you go. There you so go. don't panic if he's if he's hitting you know uh, 150 coming out of spring training when he's a veteran. He'll be all right, usually. You know, I, I've covered a lot of spring trainings, and, and you're right, Rob. You got guys working on pitches, new pitches, uh, guys who may be working on their delivery to the plate, enhancing it, changing it. Oh, Barrett um, made it to OTAs, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Mike really? Mullins tweeting out that he made it to OTAs, yes. Oh, he finally made it. What time is it? So he made it on time. It started at 12.50. I, I think he did. I think he did, yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked <laughs> he made it there on time, considering how he's never on time for much of anything. I mean, this is a guy who was – a good 15 minutes late for his own fishing party, a boat party a few weeks ago. That's the best, so, man. The fact, the fact that he made it on time after getting a ticket. Uh, that means he actually was on it. He was going in there early, believe it or not. You're right. You're right. One of the yeah. few times he's actually early. Yeah. You know why? So he can jaw jack with a bunch of ex-football players. See, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was going in early because he knew he was going to be speaking with us. How about that? Okay, now you stretch. Now you—that's a stretch, Rob. I Come knew on, that man. was going to happen. Come on, Rob. You, you know great potential. No, it, it, there's no question. I mean, he—he—he he, he will be checking in uh, a little bit later. So the the way it works today is, twelve fifty is when OTAs start. Yep. He's been he meaning Sirianni has been going like fifty five oh minutes. So. You, they're going to be done pretty quick, Gunner. I mean, they could be done by one forty, like that early. They could be done by one thirty. The way practices are going, and this is the last one. This is the last one until it get, until it's camp until it's you know mandatory for them to be there, dude. The, the, I I don't get I don't get football nowadays in terms of how to get ready for games. But you know what? The players got what they wanted in their last um, you know um, bargaining agreement. Less practice time, which they say it gives the body a bit more time to recover and to get ready for regular seasons. But in talking to people on the inside. He said, look at what happens with less practice time. Obviously, we've talked about this. It has enhanced uh, the injuries across the board in the National Football League. Significant injuries, number one. Number two, when guys like Hugh Douglas and Jeremiah Trotter used to tell me, excuse me, (coughs) used to tell me that you needed those hardcore sessions for the body to harden up and to get ready for what's to come in a regular season. Look at the tackling nowadays in the football. The tackling is atrocious. Now, we already know cornerbacks can't tackle worth a darn for the most part anyway. But now you look at – you look, and the one thing that drove me nuts, one thing you learn as a kid playing the game is when you're squaring up on a bigger guy, you go low. You go lower. Hmm. Look at all these guys in the NFL now who are trying to grab big people up by the shoulder pads. Yeah. Now, when a, when a ball carrier has the momentum going this way and you're coming at them from an angle and instead of trying to grab up the legs, you're trying to get them by the shoulder pad, what's going to happen? Especially with the way they make the jerseys now, which is a lot more slippery now. Mm-hmm. You're Nine times out of ten, right? you're just going to get shit right off them. you slip right off. And I don't understand why tackling isn't taught as much anymore. You know, some, you know very few sessions uh, where there's tackling taught anymore. Which is a key element of the game. Well, I think too the the other part is Derek that you're almost like conceding early 
than it's going to look like a preseason game used to look like. Like right, you, right. you're conceding bad fundamentals early and, and an inability to tackle and, and and maybe to an extent, you know, executing. Because here's the thing: while they may get extra time in the film room, and, and which you would, in theory, that that's what's happening instead of them being on the field. It's one thing to do something in theory yes. rather than actually yeah. out there executing it. So you're going to see sloppiness on both sides of this thing. And it's just a matter of who can get it together quickly, uh, quickest mm-hmm. in the early part of the season. You know, that's the thing. I, I mean, it's it's going to be bad early. It's not going to look good. I can tell look, you that. Look at a comment from Coach, Coach Marcus in the comment section. No more Wes Hopkins, no more Steve Atwater. You're right. Those were guys who used to blow people up because they took pride in their tackling. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore now, man. You, I mean, name name a cornerback or a safety in today's game that you can identify as somebody who will blow people up. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, you can't. You can't survive that way. Like I'm not saying and Steve Atwater was so talented and, and West Hopkins was a crazy. But I'll give you a guy, and I love this guy. This is not a knock on him. Rest in peace. Andre Waters would not be able yes. to play now. Yeah. No. Wouldn't. No. No. How about guys like Jack Tatum? Yeah. You know, guys like that. Um, What's his name? The one who was, I think, one of the biggest hitters ever to play the game. I played for Seattle back in the Legion of Boom. He played safety for him. Um, uh, not Earl Thomas. Um, no, no, it wasn't Earl Thomas. It was uh, see, it was Richard Sherman. Um, oh, my goodness. What the heck was his name? I can I see him right now. I can't he was like a 6'4", 6'5", safety. He was huge. <sighs> I know who you're talking and about. And nobody wanted to catch the ball. Yeah, uh, coming in his territory, and he was at the very last leg of this. Like he was, he just got in the league under under when it really changed. Yeah. Cam Chancellor, yeah. Cam Chancellor, Cam Chancellor. There you go. Uh, thank you, Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah that, uh, he he was like sort of the last of the Mohicans, if you will. Like he was the very last of those of that. Yeah, era man. Where you could do that, and then it changed. And, and look, nobody wants these guys when they're forty to have CTE issues. No, and, no. And, uh, they're not saying that, but I think. You, in trying to find a happy medium, we have taken it pretty far the other way, where you where there's a lack of physicality now. That that, that you you see it. I mean, you see it in the games. It, it's 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 easier to be a receiver in the sense that you don't have to have as much fear going over the middle. You know, just like in baseball, which I think is absurd too. Uh, and uh, it, when you're you look at double plays. Like the shortstop or second baseman, they don't have to have any fear now that they're going to no. be taken out by a runner. No, and it no. makes it a they lot don't. easier to turn that double play. Whereas before, man, you were paying the price, and you're not now. I I, I understand the preservation of the body nowadays, you know, but you're making it more of, of of a touch game instead of what the game was meant to be played as a tackle game. You took away the physicality, um, which is rare in baseball, of taking out the guy's second or lowering the shoulder and just running over to catch you at home plate. You know, yeah. all those things, all those elements of the game are gone now. And it's like, eh, it's like a watered down version of what we grew up watching and playing in a lot of ways. Right. No question. It's a different game. It is. And, and, and you know, I guess the quicker we accept it, the the, the quicker we'll, we'll be at ease. I refuse to accept it. I refuse. <laughs> don't, don't give in. All right. So we come back, uh, Derek, we're going to dig into Eagles expectations. I'll give you a couple updates too from OTAs. Uh, at least one guy is there who wasn't a little bit earlier in the week, so we'll, we'll discuss that. But we'll get into expectations coming off a team that made the playoffs last year that was yep. nine and eight. You know, surprised a lot of us that, that they even got in because that was a two and five team to start the season. So, but what are the expectations now after this off season and what we've seen and what we know about the the, the, the NFC East, what we know about the conference, etc. We'll dive into expectations when we get back. Don't go anywhere, Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about finances. I know nothing about finances. 
Okay, I'll be the first one to tell you that. But you know who does? Jim Murray. Jim Murray of Principal Financial. I wasn't sure what to do. Uh, I didn't know what to go and what would be the best you know, options for me. And Jim steered me in the right direction. I can tell you that from personal experience. Uh, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business, you need help with benefits. That's another resource Jim can help you with. He helped me roll over in, in a 401k when I when I was leaving a place into an IRA, told me what, you know, what the best investments were. And we've talked about it, you know, since this was a couple of years back. I've changed things here and there on his suggestion. I've reached out to him about certain things. And he is extremely helpful in all these areas. Trust me when I tell you that. I could be happier with Jim or Principal. You can give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. He can provide you with all those services, or very simple, you can email him if you have any questions, or you would like his services, and he can explain it all to you. It's Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Principal.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. up everybody welcome back in rob ellis their gun uh, barrett brooks is on assignment uh at eagles otas today at the uh, novacare complex in south philadelphia he'll be checking in a little bit later we are sports take you is that how is that the right way to phrase that derek to, to make it sound very professional he's on assignment barrett's on assignment should i is that the way i should phrase that you can call it whatever you like. I know what it is. You, you, you know what? You did that very eloquently. I'll give you that. Uh, all right. I'll, I will leave it at that <laughs> for right now, at least till we hear from him a little bit later. So Fletcher Cox is there, Derek. He wasn't there earlier in the week. So what, what do we, what do we take away from that? I, I don't know, but it's a fact. I, I'm sure he was excused, whatever it was. I'm sure he was excused, yeah. you know, and when you've been in the league, as long as the Fletcher Cox and you, you've earned your, you know, red badge of courage in a lot of ways as a proven vet. And Fletcher Cox has never been one to be standoffish for anything defiant in any way, shape or form. You know, I don't make much out of it except for the fact that obviously he was given his time off and he came in when he had to, for whatever the case may be. And I'm sure it'll come out eventually. Um, so I have no problem with that. Yeah. Uh, look, it is, uh, again, they're, they're not compelled to be there. They don't have to be there. You know, would you like them to be there? Sure. You'd like them to be there, but they're not, they don't have to be there. That's for sure. So uh, we'll continue to get updates. Like I said, it's alumni day. Uh, you have the likes of Dick Vermeil there today. You have Irving Fryer there, just among Barrett Brooks, just among the Rev. Yes. Yes. The Rev Irving Fryer. Yeah. Among others that, that are there at, uh, at camp today. So We'll, we'll, we'll give you updates as we go along. Who looks good? Who doesn't look good? Like the stuff we were talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, all that stuff. All right, so let's talk expectation here, Derek. You had an Eagles team last year that was coming off the, just a horrendous season the year before. In right. Doug Peterson's last year. They make the coaching change. They turn the reins over to Jalen Hurts. You know, it's, it's, it's what you look at and you would call a transition year in a lot of ways where you're just trying to figure things out, what you have, et cetera. So you don't have a real high bar set for, for last season. Let's be real about this. And then they get off to a two and five start and you think to yourself, this is going to be a disaster to their credit. They, they dust themselves off. They change their philosophy offensively and they got fortunate because the schedule was light. Let's be right, real. Right. And they end up, you know, not only finishing respectively, respectively, um, they end up getting in the playoffs. Somehow, some way. Now they get killed by Tampa in that in that game, but nonetheless, they get in the playoffs. They finished the season nine and eight. So first year we're we're at a 17 game season. And we go into the offseason and pretty early, other than Hassan Reddick, it was pretty quiet for the Eagles for a while. Then as we got closer to the draft, you know, the, the things changed a lot. They get AJ Brown, some, some you know, serious draft picks. They end up getting James Bradbury. And I think the expectation expectation changed from they might be nine and eight again, maybe ten and six to this team might be better than Dallas. They could win the division, and maybe there's an expectation to win a playoff game. I I have said all along I think they're in that ten win range, maybe eleven win range somewhere around there. I'm not right, getting too right. crazy with this team. Um, I think it's going to be neck and neck for the division. They need to show me they can beat the Cowboys before I really buy it because the Cowboys, let's face it, have owned them, you know, the, the last year or so. 
Yeah. Um, but I do think they have they have cut the margin of talent with yeah. the Cowboys in a big, big way on paper. So my I would tell you my expectation is I don't expect a division win, but I expect them to compete and be right there to win the division. And if they don't, I certainly expect them to be a wild card team. I expect double digit wins. And I think if they get the right matchup, they could win a playoff game. I know that's they sound like a low bar to some people, but that's kind of where I'm at in terms of expectations for this team. I think the transition curve for this team, uh, because of the way they finished last year and it got a bunch of young players playoff experience, um, accelerated beyond where they thought they would be at this stage, um, which was in a good place. Now, let's face it, they got into the playoffs only because the league expanded to seven teams instead of six. Technically, normally they would not even have made the playoffs, but a nine and eight record is still a nine and eight record. The fact that they beat teams they were supposed to beat on their schedule last year bodes well in terms of chemistry, morale coming into this season, because now the team themselves, as well as people on the outside looking in, view this team in a different light in terms of, hey, maybe they're better than we thought they would they were. From an organizational standpoint, when you go out and get a guy who had 23 and a half sacks in the last two years, you get another compliment in Kazir White, who's a very good linebacker. Then you make a huge trade for a running for a wide receiver like AJ Brown. And oh, by the way, you get an accomplished cornerback like James Bradbury. It tells me the organization thinks that we can do some serious damage with this nucleus of players we have right now. Back in March, I would have said exactly what you you said a few moments ago. I don't know if this team is good enough to win the division. As we sit here today, I change that thought and I say, I think they can go neck and neck with Dallas in the division. I think they're better on the offensive line than Dallas right now because Dallas lost some key components on the offensive line. I think with the addition of Reddick, White, Bradbury and the draft picks they got Jordan Davis and um, Nicobe Dean. I think overall defensively they're better than Dallas. I, I think Dallas is still better overall wide receiver. And I think Dallas is better at quarterback and running back. I don't think Zeke is the running back he used to be because he's had so many carries and the wear and tear is finally catching up to him. And oh, by the way, they don't have that dominant offensive line anymore that they had. So I don't expect Zeke to be putting up this gaudy numbers like he did um, a few years ago. I think this Eagles team can go neck and neck with him. Now, obviously, a lot of things have to happen, not just with the Eagles, but a lot of teams. Health is going to be huge for this team um, because I think once you lose certain frontline players, you drop off significantly beyond that. And, of course, continuity. Um, you have to win the games you're expected to win on the schedule. You have to beat the Detroits, although I know people are looking at Detroit as an automatic win. But after having a, a good discussion with somebody in the know in the NFL last night for about a half hour, it brought up a great point. They said, except for that game against the Eagles, look at Detroit's uh, play last year. They were in every game. And most of those games came down to a last possession yep. that they lost. You know, the Eagles were the only team that really blew them out last year. Um, they've got really good talent in DeAndre Swift, at running back, St. Brown, a wide receiver. The defense wasn't bad overall. Now, Jared Goff is Jared Goff. You don't know which Jared Goff you're going to get week in and week out. But Jared Goff, when he's on point, Jared Goff can, can, can be 
you know, heck on a defense on any given Sunday. So don't look at Detroit as just a cakewalk situation. Plus, they went out and drafted Aiden Hutchinson, who's supposed to be the best defensive player in the draft. We're going to find out. Uh, so, so don't don't just look at them in a the cakewalk. But I will say they have to set the tone and beat Detroit. You have to beat Detroit. Um, I don't care how you do it. I don't care if it's on a fumble ruski. I don't care if it's on a field goal that hits both upright six or seven times and bounces <laughs> through. I don't care if it's a win aided. Hail Mary. I don't care what the, you have to come out on the W side of the ledger in that. Not going to be too wind aided in that dome, but I hear you. No, I know. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how you get it done. I don't expect to blow out the first game. I don't either. Get it done. I agree. I look, I, I, I do think they win, but the notion that people think they're just going to roll Detroit over, didn't pay attention to Detroit last year. They, all they saw was the Eagles killed Detroit and they did. Okay. But if you watched almost every one of Detroit's other games, it was tight. It was tight. See, and look, you see Trizzy, Trizzy LV. Come on, gun. The lo- the loins, not lions. The loins are turkey. Like, okay, all right. That's easy to say, you know. Yeah. But this is the NFL. This is not Alabama. Alabama playing sisters of the poor. Any NFL team can rise up on any given Sunday. We see that every year. Yeah. You know, we see it time and time again. Um, I don't take anything for granted in this league. You know. I I think I mean, the hard thing to gauge for me, Derek, is what they're going to look like against good teams because last yeah, year it yeah. was so lopsided. You know, yep. they they, they yep. just got beat up, especially good quarterbacks. And they don't face as many good quarterbacks this year as they did last year. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. But I just – that's the unknown for me right now. I, I they, they've No doubt they've upgraded the roster. Uh, there's no doubt I think you're you're in a better place in the second year with a head coach and continuity yes. and, all, you know, all those good things before we even get into Jalen Hurts. I just think there's you're in a better spot mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But I still have to see it against the real teams. I do too. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and like I said, we're not going to really see it in preseason because more and more teams are keeping their frontline players out of preseason games. Yeah. So we don't even know what we're looking at when we watch this team in preseason. We're we're looking at young players to see how they develop. Uh, we're looking to see what N'Kobe Dean is or is not, Jordan Davis is or is not. You know, we're, we're looking at those things, but you're not going to see the headliners play much. They may go out there and work up a sweat for a series or two, but yeah. you're really not going to see it. So yeah. it comes down to – when the curtain opens on the NFL season for 2022 is when we're going to find out. And, you know, I, I, I do think and I'll say it from now until the time the season kicks off. I do think this team should win more games than it loses. I do think if they, if they live up to our expectations, they're going to be neck and neck with the Dallas Cowboys from start to finish. I think they have the talent to, to overtake Dallas as a division winner. But you gotta you gotta play the game. You gotta you gotta sidestep a lot of landmines when you're talking about a 17 game schedule, man. Yeah, I mean, I think the other part is we we don't know from an op, really. I, I'm gonna say this on both sides of the ball. Actually, we don't know what the personality is gonna be. You know, we saw a on the defensive side a non aggressive. I'm gonna be kind here uh, approach because right. I don't think the coordinator felt like he had the weapons. He's got yeah. weapons now. Yeah. How much more aggressive? How much you're going to see three a three four front, a four three front? How effective are these linebackers going to be? You know how different is the defense going to look uh, on on a lot of different fronts, especially now that you have Bradbury and Slay back there at your corner spot, and it looks like you have a good linebacking group. So how different is that going to look? And then the flip side of that on the offensive side, they had to run out of necessity, which we know they don't want to do. But how much of the of the are they going to keys? Are they going to just going to hand to Jalen Hurts and say, "Dude, it's all yours, man"? You know, I I don't know right now. The answer is I don't know what we're going to see, especially early 
I, are they going to let it sort of come to them a little bit and get a sense for this and get a feel for it? Or are they going to try to establish this is who we are right away and dictate their personality rather than letting the defense or the offense of the opposition dictate it? As I went on record and said on this show, um, I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts to prove a lot of people wrong, but I still have my reservations about Jalen until I see it. Mm-hmm. And after talking to people um, in the know, um, there's a lot of reservations about Jalen right now in terms of what he is or is not as a leader of this football team. Um, how far has he come along in terms of his in terms of his learning curve to overcome some of his deficiencies? Um, that remains to be seen. When you look at this defense, the fact that you have Bradbury on one side and Slay on the other, this team can play a lot more man-to-man in coverage now, which means your your front seven can play a lot more games. You now have the talent to play a lot more games and just to attack um, more frequently than you did in 2021. But what is Jonathan Gannon going to do? That's a big question mark for me. How is Jonathan Gannon, now that he has his talent and all these chess pieces to play with and to move around, how is he going to attack? Uh, that's a huge question mark for me as well. Um, and until we see it, you know, it's it's only it's only fair that we have these reservations because we can only base it off of what we saw just a season ago. Yeah, and Derek, just to pick up on that, because we talked about this a little bit yesterday. You know, we we live in a an extreme, you know, vacuum now where yep, it's like yep. you you have to you you either love them or you hate them, and anything in between is is kind of a cop out. I, I don't think you're copping out if you're in an in between mode right now with Jalen Hurts, and I think the organization has told you as much like to their credit, they've, right. they've, they've upgraded the people around him right. uh, to, to give him the best chance to succeed, which is yeah. exactly what you, you know, you need to, you, they needed to do. But at the same time, they, they made sure that they're going to have two first round picks next year. They traded away one of them this yep. past draft and they've aligned themselves in a way where they can either get up and, and get a kid coming out of college. Like they did with Wentz, you know, yep. whatever it was 2016 yep. or, they can trade for a disgruntled veteran who may want out or or whatever the case may be as far as a, an established player, which is we all know reading between the lines. That tells you we're not fully in love. We're in like. We like this guy. We don't love him. Right, right. And that's okay. So, look, I'm going off of what I saw last year, what I believe the organization sees right now where they're not sure, and that's how I come to the conclusion of where I am with Jalen Hurts. And we, we all know, we've gone over it a million times, that the work ethic is there, the smarts are there, he cares, his teammates like him. All those things that are important are all there. But you know and I know, when you get out there under center, if you can't make the plays, frankly, that stuff all goes by the wayside. It doesn't matter. And he's got to be able to get it done here. And it's a favorable schedule again. It really is. It is a favorable schedule again. But when they play, like, just for example, let's just remind people, Derek, what they have, okay? So what you mentioned, they start off with the Lions. The Lions had a terrible record, but that's not a pushover kind of game. I'm telling you right now. But even in week two, like, you should win on Monday night at home against the Vikings, but that's not going to be an easy game, okay? Wait, wait, wait. You you see, you say we should win. See, I'm I'm saying I'm glad that game's at home. You're playing Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins – I don't consider Kirk Cousins an elite quarterback, but 
Kirk Cousins throws for 4,000 yards every every year. Yeah. The guy has two receivers he can bomb away with. That's going to be a great matchup. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen against James Bradbury and yep. Darius Slay. They've got a great – Darren Cook is a very good running back. They're really rugged on defense. They have a good, pretty good offensive line. That game could go I, – I, I, you hope they win that game, but I'm not – I can't say – they should win that particular game. I agree. It's that's not yeah. a given kind of game. It, it, no, is, no. Is, you know my point. And then, look, you're at Washington. Division games are weird, man. Yeah, it's it's just there's a lot of weird stuff that goes down. So that don't count that as a you know a given either. Yes, you play Jacksonville at home. You should win that game, but it's going to yeah. be an emotional game for Doug Peterson. Okay, just yep. I'm just throwing this stuff out there. Is for people plus look at the money Jacksonville spent bringing in free agents this year. Right. Exactly. And then, look, this is not an easy little stretch. Go to Arizona, Dallas no, no. Um, at home. Pittsburgh, no. as much as we we look at it and say, well, who's playing quarterback? Their yeah. defense is still nasty. Yeah, but, it is. You know, and then you have that stretch where you're at Indy. Excuse me, Green Bay home. Yep. T- Tennessee at home. Yep. Tough little stretch there. Then three straight on the road, which concludes in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So my, my point is, while their schedule is – I would say on the weaker side for sure. And definitely favorable. Um, it's not the cakewalk when you were a nine and eight team. you weren't a 12 and five team last year. You weren't, you know, a 13 and four team. So there's a lot up in the air right now, but I do think they've done a lot to upgrade this roster. I do, yes. which, yes. which raises the expectation for me. And, and I don't, yeah. I agree with a lot of the points you made about Dallas there. Yeah. The thing, I think people, a lot of people are stuck in, this is still a great offensive line. It's not. Dak's no, going to get hit more than he than he's used to getting hit for sure. You know, I'm 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 pulling up I'm pulling up Dallas's you know depth chart as we know it right now, um, you know because they had from th- there was a time just a few years ago, they were Pro Bowl to Pro Bowl from tackle to tackle on right. that team, and now it's not the case. I mean, you can't keep everybody. That's understandable, um, and, and across the board. You know, people have to retool. But okay, so you look at their you look at their left tackle situation situation. Tyron Smith, perennial Pro Bowler. Okay, uh, Tyler Smith. I believe that's the kid they just drafted. He is at a so he's, he's yep. a rookie. Yep. Uh, Beardes, who came out of Wisconsin, the center's pretty good. You have Zach Martin, right guard, who's still pretty good, and then you have Terrence Steele playing right tackle. Okay, so Lyle Collins is gone. Uh, Connor Smith is gone. Connor Williams is gone. Right. You know that made up a, a potent offensive line. So you got you got a, you got a learning curve here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for this offensive line. I uh, look at the running back situation. Tony Pollard is a good running back. He's still playing understudy. But in the latter part of last season, Tony Pollard was racking up more yards than Zeke was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you look at the wide receiving core for the Cowboys. Michael Gallup, I think, is an excellent receiver. You know, uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, now you got a kid named Noah Brown who doesn't get a lot of a lot of pub, but Noah Brown's a pretty good receiver. Um, the other receiver you have James Washington. Okay, he's hot and cold. You know, he shows up one game, he's in a witness protection program the next game. <laughs> so outside now, Dalton Schultz, they just uh, I think he's in the midst of getting an extension. He's yeah. a he's a, he's an up and comer. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. player. Hard nosed player doesn't mm-hmm. drop many balls at all. But this Dallas roster, it it doesn't really. It doesn't really like you know. Wow, you go on defense. Demarcus Lawrence, we know what he is, but he never does. He, if you look at Demarcus Lawrence, when he goes up against uh, Lane Lane Johnson, 
you don't hear much from Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, Lane does a good um, job on him. You know, Neville Neville Gallimore was a good draft draft pick for them. Dante Fowler is a good player. Yep. Leighton Vander Esch can't stay healthy. He hasn't yeah. stayed healthy the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Now, Micah Parsons that makes that whole defense right there. That yeah. kid is a professional assassin. He is. You know, he is. No and, question about. It. So yeah, I mean, look, that's Dallas, and and, you, and the thing you know with Washington is if Chase Young is healthy. They're gonna be good on the defensive side. Oh my goodness! Oh There's my a lot goodness. of young talent on that side of the ball. Oh they're, my goodness! They're they're in a very similar boat to the Eagles in that a lot of this is going to come down how the quarterback plays, right? And I think it's very difficult to forecast what you're going to get exactly from Wentz. I just don't know. You know, if you looked at Wentz's numbers in, in Indianapolis, yeah. they weren't yeah. bad. No, but if you look no. at the way it ended, it was ugly, and they couldn't wait to get him out of town. I don't think that's a coincidence. They like they no. they wanted they gave up a lot. Yep, and they wanted that to work really badly, and it put it put a lot of egg on a lot of faces that it didn't work out, which tells you it was an extreme that yep. they needed to get him out of there because those guys wouldn't want to look bad like that. The GM looks bad, Frank Reich looks bad, the owner looks bad for 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 forcing him out after a year, which which would concern me if I'm Washington. But who knows? There's a lot going. There's always a lot going on with Washington. We'll get yeah. into Jack Del Rio in a little bit, um, and then you go to the Giants, which. You know, to me, I think they made the right choice with the coach and Dable. Yeah. I think he's oh, going to yeah. be a good coach. I do too. I really do. Well, they're um, a year or two away, though. Yeah, like, I, but I don't believe in Daniel Jones. Like, the coach can only either. do so much. And can Saquon stay healthy? He hasn't been able to the last few years. We know what an, what an impact he has. So, it's not just that with the Giants. There's other issues too. It's so I think with the division, you know, I think it's the Eagles and the Cowboys. And I think Dallas has taken a bit of a step back in some ways, in some areas, and the Eagles have taken a step forward, which means, like I said, that gap closed. And I think this thing is going to be really, really tight to see who comes out of there. Yeah, you know, we, we keep talking about just Dallas and, and, and the Eagles, but, you know, go back to Washington, dude. You, you, they have Antonio Gibson, J.D. Mm-hmm. McKissick. You got wide receivers Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson, who they just drafted. Yeah, the kid out of Penn State. Yep. Okay. You look at the defense, Chase Young coming back. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, two SEC players, two primetime. Montez Sweat is, is an excellent ball player. Uh, you got Kendall Fuller on one side of cornerback. You know, the defense, the defense has got some talent over there, man. So Washington is going to be one of those middle of the road type teams. And they play the Eagles tough. You know, the Eagles have had their number, but they play the Eagles tough. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And I love uh, uh, Trizzy's comment here. Um, the Trizzy said, Hey gun, do you think we actually play with some heart this year against Dallas? Because I'm tired of losing to them. I think they're going to play with some heart. And I think mm-hmm. those games are toss ups right now, as we look at it on paper, yeah. you know, I think they split the series this year. I honestly do. If the well, Eagles play up to what we expect them to play. Oh, I think that's fair. And look, one of the things you saw the last couple of years against Dallas was Dallas torched the Eagles secondary. I think having Bradbury there, and having the ability to rush the passer better, which helps your D-backs every time out. And, you know, obviously with Slay, too. Yeah. I don't think you'll see that same kind of result. Like I, they may, no. Dallas may do their thing and score, but I don't think they're going to kill the Eagles with deep no. shots and that no. kind of thing. I no mean, Amari Cooper, no. Cooper beat the brakes off of the Eagles, yeah. you, you know, yeah. in, 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 when the games when he played. And the problem with Cooper was he just missed a lot of time for, for Dallas, et cetera. But, Look, I love the Eagles' offensive line. I think they've upgraded their defensive line in a big way. And to me, it's not cliche. It's fact. You win inside, and you win in the trenches. And the Eagles, I I think, are going to have an advantage over a lot of teams from an offensive line perspective. And and if if Jordan Davis is what they hope he is going to be, and if Hassan Reddick is still that double-digit sack guy, 
you're you're real good in the trenches, man. Y'all both sides. You know, and I love the, the comment here from what Dillip Bussa, uh, who has the better O line, Eagles or the Cowboys? Right now, as I say, the Eagles, hands down. Eagles. Yeah, because yeah. of the depth and the versatility. Um, right now, hands down, the Eagles have the better O line right now, and I think that could be huge in terms of grinding out games, controlling the clock, moving the chains, uh, picking up necessary first downs. You know, if you have to rely on a running game to close out a game, I'd put my money on the Eagles' offensive line before I put it on Dallas's offensive line right now. Yeah, and, and the other thing I would say is um, I, I I don't feel – I don't know. I think Nick Sirianni, the jury's out. But what I, I've seen enough of Mike McCarthy to know that I don't think Dallas has a big advantage over anybody with him running things no, on that. No, no, no. Right? And t- until that's Sean Payton, who I think it will be in 2023, I think yeah. you have an advantage over them at the coaching spot. Yeah. Um, Ron Rivera is a good coach, but, you know, I, I, again, a lot of that comes down to Wentz, in my opinion. And, and then, Jack Del Rio is a good defensive coordinator. I mean, let's not overlook that. He is. And and Dable, is, I think, is going to be there, but I don't think he has the horses right now. So no. it, it's – I think the Eagles are in a nice position here. And I think, you, you know, you generally – where you see that leap is that second year. You have the quarterback and the coach. Um, I know the quarterback's technically in his third year, but you know what I'm saying as a starter. Those yeah. two guys are both in their second season. And I can't emphasize this enough, and we talked about it a lot, the fact that – Hertz is in a system that he's more comfortable with and he's it's not learning something new every single year like he's doing the last five years that's going to I think help him a lot and look he's got better players to help elevate his game around him simply put he's got way better players than he had last year if, if, if Hertz wants to prove himself as a starting quarterback in the National Football League now I know they always talk about it, a quarterback really doesn't arrive in a lot of cases until that third or fourth year but in Hertz's case, the onus has been put on him now. We're giving you the tools to make yourself a better player, to make this a better product overall. How are you going to respond? You know, it, it, and that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy who's only in his second year yeah. of the same system. But this is where you prove yourself. This is your proving ground. You know, Josh Allen had a terrible first year in the NFL. You know, I had to get his feet wet. But look at the Josh Allen, the way he's played ever since then. Mm-hmm. completely different now of course it, it came down to buffalo making sure they built this team around him and they did and look at and look at the way they played last year you know they didn't get it done in terms of getting to the super bowl yeah but they're a much more uh formidable opponent now for the heavyweights in the afc and they're a legitimate super bowl contender now and the eagles have followed their suit they have enhanced the product overall um they've got the defense looks better on paper the offense looks more potent on paper you know, from the backfield to the pass catchers to the offensive line, you have everything you need now to succeed. It's on you to take advantage of the situation. No question about it. And and you know what? I'm okay with expectations. All right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I don't think that that quarterback is going to melt with expectations. No, I, don't I think either. I think he welcomes it too. The, the the thing I don't worry about is any kind of like just you know Wentzian kind of situation. I think this guy is just so level headed that he he'll be fine as far as that goes. Now, you, we, we talk about Wentz and what he's gone through the last couple of years. This is a check-me year for, for Carson Wentz because he's left embarrassingly from two different organizations in a span of a year. If Carson Wentz is true to himself, he takes a long, hard look at himself in the mirror and says, okay, two different teams gave up on me in a span of a year. I was a high first-round draft pick. I knew I can play this game at a high level. My resume shows I can play this game at a high level. I have the talent in Washington, pass catchers, to to be able to do this now. 
this could be his mindset should be this could be my breaker make or break year as a starter in the National Football League. And so I expect Carson Wentz to come out and come out guns blazing to prove people wrong who have these negative connotations about him. Now, granted, those negative connotations probably are his fault in a lot of ways. Right. If, if Frank Wright gives up on you, who helped, if Frank Wright, who helped build you into what we thought you would be long term, gave up on you after one year, then it has to be more than just you having disagreements with one organization when two organizations have now you know, sent you on your way. Yeah. So now as a man, as a leader, because a quarterback is automatically a leader as a leader, it's on me now to determine what I am and what I'm not. And to prove a lot of people wrong about me. No, well, Hey, you're dead on. Okay. I, there's nothing I disagree with what you just said. I, I think there's just to pick up on two things. One, this, if he has a bad year or, or flames out like he did last year, he won't be a starter in the NFL next year. No. Okay. No. He'll be a backup. He'll still be in the league, but he won't be a starter. Number one. Number two, I wonder, A, Gunner, I don't, he's a weird dude. And I don't know if that kind of like the scenario you laid out even registers with him. I, I almost think he he feels almost like a victim in some ways. Like I don't even know if that registers, but maybe it does. But I wonder if it does, if 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 he's feeling the weight of this has got to be a good year for me. If he doesn't even go further playing hero ball, which is gets the guy in big trouble. Like, yes. You know, the thing with Wentz is you, you give him credit because he's out there and he's going to give you everything he has when he's on the field and he takes yep. a lot of big hits and like nobody doubts the physical toughness of him. But what I, da- I what I really question is, is his decision making. Like you're you're not a rookie anymore, man. And you, you don't have the same body that you had heading into the 2017 season where you could be Houdini. Like you have got to be smarter about the way you approach things. And I don't know if he had, if he's capable of going in, shifting it down a gear rather than just boom, like just, you know, sometimes it's okay to survive to see another play. I don't know. I'm I'm not, I'm not telling you he can't, but I, I really have to see it before I fully believe that that's what Carson Wentz is at this point. I agree. And I agree hundred percent. That's why I said it's on him now, you know, in 2017, people thought, here he is, the guy the Eagles you know, moved up to get, made all these moves to get. This kid's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. And after that, after that disastrous fi- uh, finish to his 2017 where he had to watch uh, his team win a Super Bowl without him, right. he'd never been the same. Now, granted, the next two years after that, his offensive line was decimated by injuries. He took a lot of unnecessary shots, maybe ran a little bit more than he should have, but in most cases he was running for his life. He never really recovered in Indianapolis for whatever the case. Now, he put them in a position. He helped put them in a position to win the division, to make the playoffs. Yep. But he was a primary reason why this team faltered at the end of the season. Yeah. So now you've got to rise. How are you going to rise to the occasion? This is your time to shine and show people that I'm not that guy that was in Indianapolis last year. I'm better than that. Yep. Hopefully he doesn't show it against the Eagles, but – You've got to show it for a 16-game schedule, 17-game schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, can he do it? A lot of people out there doubt Carson's ability to get the job done. All right, let's take a quick timeout, uh, Gunner. We'll keep rolling. I'll give you a couple more updates on what's going on with Eagles OTAs. Uh, will we hear from Barrett? I don't know. It's a it's a million-dollar question. you got to stick you. around and find out. Um, we have a lot to dive into, too, in our open talk segment a little bit later, man. There is a lot of juicy stuff for us to get into. We will do that as well. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, 
Rob Ellis uh, Barrett on assignment. I will continue to say that. I have his back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will do that. Uh, we come back. We'll uh, we'll dig a little further into the birds as well. Don't go anywhere. But first, I want to tell you about my friends at ProAction Restoration. You're a homeowner. You're a business owner. You got a property. Whatever the case may be, you you hope it doesn't happen but you want to be ready if it does, or if it does happen to you, you want to know who to call, okay? The inconvenience of water, fire, smoke damage, mold, whatever the case may be on your property can be challenging, okay? ProAction is on call 24-7, 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I've gone through it. I, they got over to my parents' place quickly, cleaned up what was a real mess, let me tell you, and did it in a professional way and gave me a very reasonable price and they will do the same for you. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, whether that's water or that's fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it. Any questions you have, you can consult with them as well by giving them a call at 610-623-3760 or email them at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank at stateside vodka every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free you're telling me that bottle is cut in half you could say that
Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. I thought I was going to sing that. Sing us back in. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. Normally, Barrett's hanging with us, but he's down at Eagles OTAs taking in all the action. Um, So Steve Sarkeesian is there today uh, watching the OTAs. So I thought it was interesting, right? I mean, he was um, at at one point during Jalen's time, Jalen Hurts' time, and Devontae's time. At Alabama, he was there. He's now the Texas head coach. So I wonder, you know, Nick's picking his brain a little bit. What did these guys like? What worked best? This kind of stuff that goes on all the time. Belichick was is is well known for doing this kind of stuff, bringing in college guys and just talking to them about what worked best for his guys. So I love that kind of stuff. You're muted. You're muted, Gunner. That's that's a no smart problem. move to get a better feel for you know guys that they have a relationship with, but still feel they don't know enough about them to maybe to bring out the best in them. That's, that's a great move. You know, you, you know, these are coaches that got these guys when they were young, impressionable, raw talents that they help honed into NFL type talents. What did you do? How did you get, get through to him? What, what motivates them? Uh, it's almost like me asking you, you know, if you were asking me, Rob, to coach one of your kids, I would come to you. So tell me, how can I approach your kid? Uh, right. If you yell at them too much, do they shut down? Do they respond to, to people yelling at them? Um, what's the strong suits? What, what's the best attributes? <clears throat> Are they one who is very open and, and just meshes right in with everybody else? Or do you have to bring that personality out of them? And if so, how do you do that? That's a, that's a great move by any head coach mm-hmm. to get, get information from wherever they can <clears throat> about you know young players that they're trying to, to bring out the most in. And I guarantee you that um, it probably happened last year too and or this year, but I guarantee you Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, et cetera, had a conversation with Lincoln Riley who, you know, Hurts oh, played oh, for yeah. in his last year of college and had perhaps his last his best oh, year yeah. as a college player. I guarantee you that conversation happened. And, and you know, the beauty too of the NFL now is they're, they've incorporated so many things from the college game, whereas yes. before it was kind of like, we're the NFL, you know, yeah, we're doing yeah. Even look at Andy Reid, look at like with <clears throat> all of them. I mean, every innovator across the league has incorporated a lot of that kind of stuff, RPOs, you know, whatever it is, um, they're doing that. And I think that's going to be another thing, just another tool in, in the in the tool belt here that, that could be helpful for, for Jalen Hurts. The one thing we don't hear a lot of anymore is can he play, can this quarterback play in a pro-style offense? Right. Well, like you just said, the pro style offense is very similar now to the college style offense. Wide open gadget plays, misdirection, you know, um, unbalanced alignments when you step to the line of scrimmage. You know, it, it's the, the the two the two levels of play have fused together more so than ever before now, and it's understandable. You know, prime example. Look what Andy Reid did in terms of playing to Patrick Mahomes' strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first of all, people are saying. Why in the world did Kansas City move up to take this kid? Right. Well, as well as we found out, once Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy figured out what exactly 
is the strong suit of a Patrick Mahomes. All of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes is one of the most talked about quarterbacks in the National Football League. Yep. And you look at how innovative and creative Kansas City's offense is. You know, you got tight ends, flipping passes, shovel passes, line of scrimmage. You got all kind of misdirection plays. And, 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 and I go back to last season, the last two seasons, you look at some plays that work for Kansas City that were scoring plays, and Travis Kelsey said, oh, yeah, that's just a play we just decided to work on this week in practice. Right, right, yeah. So they're drawing in, up in, stuff in, in the, the playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs. In it's the play- crazy. We're drawing well, up stuff in the dirt, and it's that, working. That's also an offensive coordinator in and enemy and Andy who are open to doing like, like there are a lot of guys who are rigid, who are just like, we didn't work on this all year. We're not going to, you know, exactly. those, those guys are not afraid to do that kind of stuff. It helps when you have that kind of talent, when you have a, a Mahomes and a, and a Kelsey, oh, and, absolutely. You know, whatever, but you're right. I mean, that's a, that's a big component. So Gunnar, let's run through this. So we just went pretty hard on the NFC East, but I want to look at the rest of the conference here and, and, and look <clears> at this. Let's, let's go to the North. Packers okay. are interesting. All right. So there was, you know, going into last year, we didn't know, is this going to be Aaron Rodgers last year? You know, is he going to show up? All this other stuff. He shows up. He has another MVP type season, but they come up short. Okay. Again, um, and their special teams really bit them in the rear end, but they came up yep. short again after a 13 and four season. Um, what's interesting about this year is they have Rodgers locked up, but a lot of his weapons, including Devontae Adams, you know, arguably, if not the best, the top three receiver in the NFL is gone in addition to other guys. So now you're kind of wondering a little bit, all right, it's, he's another year older. He doesn't quite have the weapons. How good is this offense going to be? What, what's your sense of where the Packers are at this point? Well, you know, when they signed Aaron Rodgers, he was under the impression, as was the organization, that Devontae was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure it was a big blow. Um, and, and it wasn't a Packers lack of effort because basically they offered Devontae the same money that the Vegas Raiders offered him. The difference was Devontae wanted to go back and play with his college buddy, Derek Carr. You know, he's playing with a Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to be playing now in a dome in warmer weather. And you look at that division, most of the games are going to be warm weather type games, except for Denver. You know, what depends on when they have to go to Denver to schedule. I don't have their schedule up, yeah. you know, so now. And I thought, and I think for as much as we all enjoyed watching Aaron Rodgers go to Devontae Adams because Devontae was unstoppable, I thought, especially last year, and in particular the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers relied a little too much on Devontae Adams. Okay. There were times when he would not even look the way of another receiver who's going across the middle waving like this, or receiver standing on the far side of the field wide open because everybody's defense was shifting towards Devontae Adams. Okay. Right. Now he has to rely on this rookie, Christian Watson, who they got from North Dakota State, who runs a 4-3. Uh, Alan Lazard, who was like number two, now is going to be elevated. Alan Lazard is holding out. Did not show up to mandatory minicamp because he wants a new contract, expects a new contract, now, whatever that, that is. Mm-hmm. He still has his safety valve in Randall Cobb, who's a year older. He's going to have to use his safety valve a lot more. And he's got a couple of other young pass catchers who can get down the field. Plus you have Sammy Watkins. Can Sammy Watkins be rejuvenated in green Bay? You know, he's been injury prone. Can he be rejuvenated in green Bay? I think green Bay is still the class of that division. Uh, Minnesota, whenever they play Minnesota, it's like the Eagles and the Cowboys. You don't know what to expect. Uh, But I still think green Bay is a class of that division. I expect green Bay to win that division. Now the last two years, green Bay was the number one seed in the NFC and they, and they botched it in both cases. Green Bay's defense is stronger this year than it was last year, and it was a top-10 defense. 
they went out and got their first two picks, two defensive players from Georgia. Okay. So they, they, they're loading up on defense and they got a good deep and they have arguably from corner to corner, they have arguably one of the top two or three secondaries in all of pro football. You know, Zaire Alexander is a shutdown corner. Yeah. No question. He missed a lot of time last year with a shoulder injury. Um, and then they signed, re-signed Razul Butler. Everybody thought he was dead. I mean, his story is incredible. The guy, Eagles give up on him. He bounces around to a few other teams. He's on Arizona practice squad, mm-hmm. and Green Bay gets him. All of a sudden, this kid's got like five interceptions in six games. Incredible. He's shutting people down. Okay. Yeah. So Green Bay is, I think Green Bay is going to win that division. All right. So you, you look at it, the, the uh, to me, the unknown here really is Minnesota and what it's going to look like with a new direction. Zimmer out of there. Uh, yep. They, yep. they bring in a guy who's an offensive mind. You, we know that Cousins puts numbers up, and you mentioned earlier in the show, there's no question that that duo, especially if Thielen's oh, healthy, my goodness. Oh, is, my goodness. is nasty, okay, and, and, and a good running game with Cook. So what are they going to look like? I think they're one of the more unknown kind of teams as we go into this year. There's some talent there, but ultimately, you know, what are they? I don't know. I, I think that's very much up in the air with a first-year head coach, but Minnesota's just keep your eye on them. That's all I'm saying. Don't write them off. Um, well, I, you, I, I look, I'm sorry. I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm no, I'm just for the, just as far as the we, we touched on Detroit a lot. As far as Chicago goes, I'm I'm just not sold in any way, shape, no, or form. No. I don't think I don't think they did it uh, enough to put uh, people around Justin Fields to to help him enough. Um, I just think I don't buy the Bears at all. I think they're going to be the worst team in the division. But, but go ahead. I think they're going to be worse than Detroit. But go ahead. I look at Minnesota, and Minnesota went out and, and they enhanced their defense. Now, Eric Kendricks is a Pro Bowl player. They picked up Jordan Hicks from Arizona, who's a good player. And then they took uh, Zadarius Smith from the Packers, who is Zadarius Smith was Green Bay's best sacker. Yeah. You know, so they've shored up their linebacking situation. They're going to be rugged. You know, they still have Daniil Hunter in the trenches, Harrison Phillips, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson. So they have, they're, they're going to be good mm-hmm. on defense. Um, the tight end situation, they have Irv Smith Jr., who's not a bad tight end. You know, you got Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook. When those three on the field, them, they can score 30 points a game easy, as we saw last year. And, you know, um, so I expect Minnesota to be one of these middle of the road teams. It comes down to Kirk Cousins. Which Kirk Cousins is going to show up? He's, his, his biggest negative is Kirk Cousins can't win the big games. Okay. Mm. Um, and Kirk Cousins still has a lot to prove. He makes a lot of money in the National Football League. Um, he has the talent to do a lot of things. Uh, Minnesota has a good running game. Minnesota's, Minnesota should be right there in the mix of a playoff team. I don't know about the winning division, but in terms of getting a wild card, Minnesota should be right there. No, listen, I, I hear you, and I th- I'm I'm in agreement with you. And, and I think Detroit, we're both in agreement, it's going to be a tough mm-hmm. out, but they're not a special team. But they're, yeah. they're I don't think they're three and thirteen again. Um, and, yep. and as far as Chicago goes, I just I, I just don't buy it. I just I'm not, I don't see now. Now Justin Fields has a long way to go. Um, Maybe, who knows, the change in coaching will change his overall play. But he is light years away from that college, that player we saw at Ohio State. Yeah. Um, and Chicago's just been a mess for the last few years. And I don't see them – I don't see them being a a, a, a a threat to anybody this year. Yeah. All right, so let, let's jump over here to the south. Look, Tampa, it looked like it was over for Brady, but Brady's back. So, uh, you know, with that said, they were also in line to lose a lot of guys. They lost some but they didn't lose a ton. No. I still think they're the class of the division. Um, I think New Orleans for me would fall into the, 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 the question mark category. New coach, you know, Dennis Allen takes over. Jameis Winston's back from the knee. 
Um, they still have Alvin Kamara. They still have a really good defense, but they're a team that could, could for me, swing either way. They, they could really trend the wrong way. I don't buy Atlanta or Carolina even a little bit. No, um, I think I think Tampa Bay is one of the top three teams in the NFC, even with 45-year-old Brady. You look at the pass catchers that they have. They have a rugged running game. That defense is still going to be nasty. Now, I think when you we, we were talking earlier about defenses that lack in tackling skills, Tampa Bay and the Rams are two of the teams that physically – will blow people up in terms yep. – they don't miss on tackles. You know, if they get their arms around you, you're going down. They spend a lot of time and have a lot of pride in their defensive tackling uh, expertise. Um, Tampa Bay is going to be right there at the end um, because of both sides of the football. You know, they still have one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. Um, you got the 45-year-old legend at the helm. Um, the wide receiving crew is, is great. Offensive line is pretty good. So yeah, I expect Tampa. Now, now, which Jameis Winston is going to show up down in New Orleans? That remains to be seen. You know, he got off to a great start last year, and then all of a sudden he had the injury that cost him the rest of the season. Uh, so, and then they're moving. Um, they're moving a jack of all trades now to tight end. I believe it is. Um, uh, yeah, it's it, it's about time. Look, the, yeah. he, the only person who thought Taysom Hill was the answer at quarterback yeah. was Sean Payton. He's Sean not. Payton, yeah. He's not. He had a blind spot for him, yeah. you know, for but, whatever but, reason. But you're right. Atlanta Atlanta and Carolina are in huge transition years. Um, and, you know, the, the Carolina's head coach is on a bubble this season, no question about it, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Rule. So um, I expect that to be a two-horse race with Tampa Bay emerging there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with you. All right, let, let's jump then to the West, which, you know, certainly top-heavy, right? I mean, you're looking at a Rams team that won a Super Bowl last year, an Arizona team that's – Always starts off well, but always, you know, seems to crash and burn uh, towards the end of the season. 49ers, a lot of stuff up in the air right now as far as who's going to be the quarterback there. Other than that, it's a, it's a really good team. It's a good defense. It, it still has Debo Samuel. Uh, still has the ability to run the game, uh, run the ball. There's a lot to like about San Francisco, but when you have questions like this at your quarterback position, yep. it clouds everything. And then you go to Seattle, again, no quarterback, sort of a transition period, if you will. The strange thing to me, Gunner, with them, not to harp too much on Seattle, if you're going to make that transition where you're letting a lot of your vets go and you trade Russell, yeah. Russell Wilson and all yeah. that, why do you stick with Pete Carroll? That's what I, don't I, know. I don't like know. to me. You go like just okay, fresh start. It was a great run. They won a Super Bowl. They should have won another one. Um, but you got to you got to turn that thing over, man. And I feel like they're trying to have it in, in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, Seattle, um, you know, they're not going to be anything what we've accustomed to seeing Seattle through the years with Russell Wilson at the helm, solid defense. Um, but, you know, whereas I talked about, for, to me, the AFC West is the premier division to watch overall in football. The NFC West, to me, is the division to watch, period, for me, in that conference. When you're talking about San Francisco, the Rams, and Arizona, those three teams jump up and bite each other at any given moment. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, I think San Francisco and the Rams are way more physical than Arizona. But Arizona, when they're he- healthy, man, they are electric Ooh. on offense. You know, when, when Kyler Murray and De- DeAndre Hopkins are on the same page, they are electric on offense. So I, I'm going to enjoy watching that division, you know, excluding Seattle from the, from the foray. I think Seattle is going to be a bottom feeder just trying to find its way for the next year or two. Yeah, and keep in mind, too, and we don't know um, if they're going to knock any time off of this, but I think it was six games, right? Didn't Hopkins get six? Yeah, yeah, so, he got six games, yeah. 
that's a biggie, man. That's huge for them, man. You know, I mean, you look at it. Let me I, just to look. I was going over this a little bit earlier, but just to run through um, who they play early. Again, this is usually when they get off to the good starts. Gunner, how about this? So they come out of the shoot, do the Cardinals. Yeah. Excuse me. With the Chiefs. Oh, geez. Go to Vegas, which is not an easy game. Oh. Uh, you get the Rams after Whoa. that. <laughs> right. So your first three out of the shoot, likely, even if they knock that thing down to four games, he's going to be out. He's going to miss yeah. all three of those. Yeah. Uh, then it lightens up a little bit for them. They go to Carolina. Then they get the Eagles, which is a home game. But you know, mm-hmm. and, but but whatever. That's a that's not an easy little stretch here to come out with, especially with you know one of the premier talents in the game, likely not a, not ready to go, man. And you know that's a it's a weird thing that dynamic they have right now with Kyler Murray because he claims he wants to be there, but he's also not afraid to tell you I'm not happy one bit with my no, contract. Yeah, no. you know, and, and that's his agent in his ear. You know, yeah. Kyler Murray has a lot to prove before he can make statements like that. Kyler Murray got off to a great start, and just like the rest of the team, faded down the stretch. Um, and, and I don't know who's telling Kyler Murray that he demands this, that, or the other, but Kyler Murray, he's a great talent, but he has a ways to go before he's considered a great quarterback in the National yep. Football League. Yeah. I mean, that kid's like it's, it's like trying to catch a greased pig when he gets out <laughs> of this open space. You can't touch him, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable how fast he is. But again, his height, a lot of times, look at how many passes he gets batted down a lot of yes, times yes. because he's only 5'9", five, 5'10", five, you know. So, Kyler Murray, I understand your agent is pumping you up and maybe your close-knit circle of friends. But if you really step back and take a long, hard look at yourself, you're not ready to make any demands whatsoever. The the other piece of this that, that team, Gunner, is if they do not make – if they don't at least win a playoff game, I think Kingsbury's out of there. I, 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 I think, think that could be the case. I think I, he's in some trouble. They, they've had epic collapses the last couple yes. of years. Yes, I, I think that could be the case. There's another coach who could be in a hot seat uh, beyond 2022. Um, he's been getting every chance possible to to take that product to another level. And, you know, Arizona's been one of those teams. You're talking about them uh, throughout the early part of a season, middle part of a season. All of a sudden, it's like, what in the world has happened to Arizona? And in a lot of cases, it has not been due to injuries. It's been due to their lack of play or lack of making big plays or lack of stopping big plays from the opposition. If you include the playoff loss to the Rams, they lost yeah. five of their last six. Yes. I mean, yes. the month of December, from December 13th till, till, till they lost in the playoffs on January 17th, they won one game, and it was that Dallas game. You remember that game was nuts. Yep. But they won that game at Dallas. That's yep. the only win of that stretch right there. So there's a lot up in the air for that organization. I can tell you that. Yeah. Kingsbury's on the clock, on, on the clock. No question about that. All right. So as we just went through the divisions, right? So you, you look at it, um, who are, if you, if we're big picturing this thing, and if we, we, we both can see, it looks like the Eagles and the Cowboys coming out of the East or could be one of those two green Bay, certainly. Right. Yeah. But, but, but it could be beyond that. I would say Tampa. Yep. Rams. Yep. I'm going to say 49ers just I agree. because I think there's enough else there. But I everything agree. else is really up in the air. Like the, the Cardinals are up in the air. Uh, the Saints are Vikings. up in the air. The Vikings are up in the air. Yep. It's it's a wide open, other than the real top-heavy part of this thing, it's a pretty wide open conference. I couldn't agree with you more. And, 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 you know, and as you know, what we're going to see is a team we put up on this pedestal fall and a team we're not even thinking about all of a sudden comes from out of nowhere. Right. What team will that be? Every year it happens. What team will that be? 
Hard to tell at this particular time. It really is. All right, so let's step aside. We'll come back. We'll keep it rolling here uh, in terms of the Eagles. We'll, uh, they're still on the field, Gunner, uh, for the OTAs. Yep. But uh, if they do st- if they do get off the field, we're going to be hearing from Barrett. If they don't, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. But we'll continue with the Eagles discussion. Mm-hmm. I want to dive a little bit deeper into the defensive side of the ball as well with you. Uh, a little bit later in the show in our open talk segment, as I mentioned, we'll get into Drew Brees. We'll get into the Broncos. We'll get into uh, Joe Madden being out. We'll get into Madonna. We will get into more guys jumping ship to that LIV, more golfers doing that. And the Jack Del Rio story, which is just, you know, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So we'll talk about that as well. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sports take, 
on this Wednesday. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett's uh, at Eagles OTAs, checking out the action. By the way, Derek, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall right into the trap of uh, what the live tweets are. I'm, I'm just Uh-oh. Two deep balls from Jalen Hurts. Uh, Stop. Perfectly. Stop. Stop it. Oh, one to Stop. Hightower, one to Quez Watkins. Look Stop. Out. Stop Super it. Super Bowl undefeated. Stop, Stop it. Stop it. Away. Are you really going to fall into that trap? No. Really? I just did it to tweak you a little bit. I know you did. I know so you did. Uh, anyway, that's that's it, it is still going, by the way. So this is, I would assume, the longest or close to it that they've gone. I guess he's. They're going out with a bang on the final day of OTAs. They're going a little bit longer well, today. I, I, I'm not surprised considering how short the practices are were before this. So, yeah, I guess I guess Sirianni says we're going out a blaze of glory today before we turn you loose. Yeah, you exactly. Uh, all right, so let's jump over. Well, I want to – let me hit you with this first because I thought um, Jeff McLean of the Inquirer wrote uh, – we need to get Jeff back on pretty soon uh, – wrote a very interesting piece – today about the restructuring of the Eagles front office. Right. And, you know, basically the, the, the headline is Howie Roseman runs the show always has always will, as long as he maintains Jeffrey Lurie's confidence, you know, and what he, what he talked about was, you know, we can go through all the machinations of who's there and who isn't, whether it's Andy Weidel, whether it's uh, John Ferrari and, you know, all the new folks who are in here and, you know, we can look at, Oh, this guy's an analytics guy. This guy's a football guy. Oh, but really, here's what it all comes down to. It's all about how it, and, and we can we can move the chairs around on the deck all we want. Right. And all the furniture on the deck all we want. But it still continues to come down to Howie. But it does have a distinctly different look to it now, Derek, because there was a lot of turnover and it is a lot more um, analytically driven. And there's less it feels like there's less sort of checks and balances, at least with the, the quote unquote football people, as opposed to some of the numbers guys now well kudos to the organization for having a lot of people that other teams covet but you know like i said before in this show how much of it has been that other people are jumping uh taking advantage of opportunities uh leaving the organization to go to better positions with other teams or how much is it people uh don't want to be under howie's thumb any longer Mm -hmm. for whatever the case may be and that's that's a legitimate question you know, uh, sometimes Howie has a way of rubbing people the wrong way. Okay, I mean, let's let's put it put it like it is. Yep. Uh, but to what degree? You know, um, if I'm in a position like that, when you only have one of 32 options to to move around in the National Football League, uh, and you all have dreams like we do in the industry that we're in, mm-hmm. um, if I have a chance to better myself, uh, I want to do that financially and position wise to maybe get to where I want to go. Um, but you have to wonder how many people jumped at the opportunity just to get out, to get a, a breath of fresh air and a fresh start somewhere else. I think that's a fair, a fair assessment. I do. And and I think the um, look, we only focus on the Eagles. This stuff happens all over the place, but I just don't know that it happens at this rate. Like this was a really high turnover volume uh, this time around as opposed to some of the others, like I get like Andy Wydell looks at it and says to himself, I'm going back to a place I'm comfortable with. I'm going back to a place that I'm from. In fact, I started my career there. And while I may still have a similar title, he's an assistant GM now with the Steelers. I will be running this board. Omar Khan is a business guy. He's a, he's a, so 
he's going to have final say in a situation where he wouldn't have final say here at Philadelphia. So like, I look at that and I say, yeah, I get it. Like totally understandable. But when you have 11, 12, I, somebody said yesterday was upwards of like 16, that number of people turning over, <sighs> then you start to think there might be a little bit more going on here. And that's yeah. worrisome. Now, and we're, nobody's really making a huge deal out of it, Derek, because everybody's happy with the draft last year. Right. Everybody right. feels like at least right now before the season starts that we're ready to compete. Looks pretty good. Yeah. They did some nice things here, oh, yep. but this, th- these draft picks don't pan out and things go, go South. It's going to be ugly again. But you know, again, Jeff's piece is you can think all you want. You can worry about all you want. You, all the consternation that people go through. It doesn't matter. He's got, he being how he has the belief of the one voice that absolutely empirically matters and that is jeffrey lurie man there is no question about well that. A, a true testament to that is the fact that lurie gave him a three-year extension so basically you sent the message out that he's running the show whether you like it or not he's running the show and i think that helped some, some people make decisions in terms of whether they wanted to stay or decided to decided to go now again you know all of these people who have left have gone to better positions in terms of title, and I'm assuming better pay. You know, but I, I wonder how many people who say, you know what, I love Philadelphia, have been from Philadelphia, had ties to this region, might have considered staying a little bit longer, had things been a little bit differently. And, you know, and and before people, you know, start running with with this, we're not sitting here talking about people can't work with Howie, right? But it is a topic that should be discussed because you don't see this happen. Losing 10, 11 front office people in one fell swoop. You don't see this happening in the National Football League. You lose one or two or three here and there. But when you're talking about seven, eight, ten people jettisoning themselves out of here uh, for what they're calling better opportunity, that that throws up the red flag right there. Mm -hmm. And and it's legit to bring it up. Now, certain people like I may not want to hear that. You know, but it's a question that has to be asked. Yeah, no question about it. And yet you hope that there's enough of a balance between numbers, analytics, and, you know, just scouting and, and eyes on people that you, you find that happy medium, that sweet spot, if you will. All right, so you go to, go to the defensive side of the ball here, Derek. Um, because if you looked at it, in terms of points allowed last year, the Eagles were not bad. They were, no, they were great. No, they weren't no. bad. But if you watch them week in and week out, you know that that – that um, doesn't really tell the story because they they beat up on the bad teams and the bad quarterbacks, which brought that you know that that medium you know kind of to to a good number. When they played the good quarterbacks, they got killed. The good quarterbacks it took them apart. They had a high completion percentage, an extremely high completion percentage. Um, they were a team that didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback. They were a team that didn't cover particularly well, other than Slay. They had a linebacking core that, other than T.J. Edwards, was non impactful. And I'm being kind. Um, there were a lot of issues with this team. So they go out in the off season, they get Hassan Reddick, they draft Jordan Davis. Um, they get Kaiser white, they get Bradbury. They make a lot of moves to upgrade. I mean, you're talking about significant moves. You're talking about starters in some cases. We'll see what Jordan Davis's role mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also know if you're Fletcher Cox, that your days are probably limited. And if you want big contracts again in the NFL, you need to have a good year. Javon Hargrave could be gone at the end of this year. He wants to come out there and play well. There's a lot of incentive from these guys. Brandon Graham's 34 years old, coming off an Achilles. He does, he's told us on our on our show here, I don't know what my future is. I'd like to keep yep. playing here for three more years, but I don't know. I, I understand how old I am. 
incentive there. You know, we, we could keep going here. Derek Barnett's been, let's face it, uh, you, if you don't want to use the word bust, he's been um, a disappointment so far. Frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of guys on that side of the ball that need to step up and play here, and it seems like there's they've upgraded this defense enough where this should be a good unit on that side of the ball. Well, let's start with the trenches. Um, when you look at the versatility – that they have in the trenches alone. I think it should enhance the product even more so against the run. You know, they've got active players up there, Hassan Reddick, a big body who commands uh, double teaming. Well, first of all, you already have two Pro Bowl tackles in, in Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave who demand double team. Right. Now you put a 330-pound body in the middle of all that nose tackle in Jordan Davis who commands a double team. It's going to allow some people to free up. They've gotten faster at the linebacking position with Kazir White, Hassan Reddick, you know, who, who, who plays at a hybrid position, um, Nicobe Dean especially. So they've gotten faster. Supposedly, they've gotten better at the cornerback. With a Bradbury playing opposite Darius Slay, I think they're going to play more man coverage now uh, on the defense, which allows you to be more of an attacking defense and play more things schematically, play games uh, with your front seven. Uh, yeah, I, I know I know Bears hire Marcus Epps. With me, Marcus Epps, I thought he played good at times, but he showed his inexperiences at times as well. Uh, for me, it's a wait and see with Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris back there in the back end of that defense in terms of the safeties. Um, so um, they, they look better on paper, and we all agree across the board, maybe Jonathan Gannon didn't play his style of defense because of a lack of talent. Well, now there's no excuse because the product on defense has been enhanced twofolds uh, for this team. Nine, nine out of the 11 players that step on that field for the Eagles defensively should give you quality play. Hopefully the two safeties will as well, but at least nine of the 11, whoever they may be, should give you quality play because of their pedigree and because of where they were drafted and because of what they were like as collegiate players. Obviously, a lot of times – Collegiate players immediately don't transition into Pro Bowl players. You know, I don't think I don't think the Eagles have a Marcus, a, a, a Micah a Parsons, in their draft class. But they have some players who can contribute significantly if groomed properly, and if these players step up to be the players we anticipate they're going to be. Do you get a sense? Do you get a sense that was what we saw last year with Jonathan Gannon is who he is, or he was forced to be that guy? I think he was forced to be that guy. I think he was forced to be that guy because of the lack of personnel. Um, and then when players got injured, um, his rotation was handcuffed even more so. Um, I, I, and, and, and so from everything I'm hearing is you're going to see a little bit different defense from Jonathan Gannon. I think they're going to play in hybrid defense. I don't think they're going to be a 4-3. I don't think they're going to be a 3-4. I think they're going to be a multiple scheme defense because of all the interchangeable parts. You can flip Fletcher to the outside. You can move Brandon Graham to the inside on certain passing downs. We've seen him move Josh Sweat to the inside, uh, even Barnett a few times in the inside as well. I think they're going to be this multiple multi, multiple schematic defense, um, and, and depending on who they're matching up against. You know, if it's a weak offensive line, they're going to attack more from the middle, I believe. If, the, if an offensive line is stronger in the, in the interior, meaning the center and the two guards, kind of weak in one of the tackles, I think they're going to try to exploit their tackle position. I think week to week we're going to see this team uh, be a little bit different each and every time 
And that's that's okay. If it's working, that's okay. The only thing I want to see from Jonathan Gannon uh, consistently is in more of an attack-style defense. You have two corners now that can play man-to-man. You have a front seven that can move around and, and cause mis- mismatch problems across the board. You better be at least a top 15 sack defense this year. You better be at least a top 15 defense in terms of getting pressure on a quarter. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. Hey, hey, by the way, so um, Fletcher Cox, after OTAs today, said, look, um, I always wanted to be here, meaning Philadelphia, uh, right. just part of the process, the fact that he was released and they signed up to a new deal. I, I don't know what Fletcher would have to be upset about, Derek. He gets $14 million I know. after I the know. Eagles cut him. Like, come on, man. Like, you should be pretty happy to be here. Uh, it's no surprise there. He's he's a big key to this thing. I know Jordan Davis is there. I know Javon Hargrave's there. I know we're talking about uh, Hassan Reddick and some of the other additions that they've made. But he's got to be better than he was last year. And I do think he's got it in him. I think he has it in him, but I don't know if his role will change much. His primary role is to take on, take on blockers to free up uh, people to do some other things. I don't know if his role is going to change that much this year, which means, you know, people keep comparing him to an Aaron Donald. He's a different kind of player from an Aaron Donald. He's playing in a different scheme from an Aaron Donald. Um, he's not asked to do the same things that Aaron Donald's asked to do with the Rams out West. I think Fletcher Cox, you know, when you look at his age now, um, th- this is this is like a motivation year for Fletcher Cox. If not to be here, then somewhere else and get paid handsomely somewhere else. You know, you're getting $14 million for one year to play with this team and to prove and to force this team to make a decision on whether or not to keep you or to let you go to make room for younger players behind you to have more snaps. You know, I I don't even want to say it's a tough position for Fletcher to be in. He's made a lot of money in this game. He's garnered a lot of accolades in this game. His overall numbers are down from what we would hope they were being. Um, but Fletcher Cox still has a lot of good football with him. It's a numbers, numbers game in the National Football League. There's a reason the Eagles drafted, a, you know, um, uh, Williams. There's a reason they drafted Jordan Davis. They're yeah. preparing for the future. Mm-hmm. And the future could be after 2022 for, for, for Fletcher Cox. In terms of him, this could be a swan song with the Philadelphia Eagles. Wouldn't be surprised one bit if this is the last year they pay Fletcher Cox handsomely to play for this organization. Yep. And the good news is he's looking forward to, to teaching Jordan Davis. He says as much as he can possibly teach him. So that's good. I mean, we've, we've seen, we've seen some veteran guys kind of push back against their successors who were coming in uh, right. around the right. league. And it looks like right. he's not going to be that guy. All right. Let me ask you uh, as far as Brandon Graham goes, what's a realistic expectation for you for him? If he, if he gets through all seven, let's assume health. Okay. I know he's coming off a big injury, but what, what do you expect? Well, you know, Brandon Graham is my guy, you know, and, and, and I love him to death. Wrong again, D-Gun. Yeah, but yes. he's 30, He's 34 years old now. Mm-hmm. He's coming off a major injury, an Achilles injury, that, that doesn't heal as quickly as when you're 24. Um, uh, he's going to have that energy. He's going to give you ha- everything he has when he steps on that football field. I don't know if Brandon Graham will be the same player that we're accustomed to seeing, and that's okay. Yeah, That's okay because of the depth that you have now in the rotation. I think you could play Brandon less snaps and still have him be very effective in the fourth quarter because of the additions that you've made in other positions and and bringing in other players as well. I'd love to see Brandon Graham finally have a double-digit sack season. I don't think that's going to happen for him. I think he's going to be that consummate role model in the locker room. 
He's going to be a leader. He's going to be a mentor to a lot of players. And there's a lot of value in that as well. Um, I don't think you're going to see Brandon Graham get 70% of the snaps coming off the edge. I think around 50, 55 would be feasible for him considering his age and what he's coming off of. And there will be times when he would tell this organization, I feel great. I know I can do this, that, and the other. But if they're smart with him, I want Brandon Graham there for the long haul. Mm -hmm. I want him to be fresh in December. I don't want him to be limping and broken down in December. Um, Brandon Graham's smart enough to know, again, this could be his one song as a Philadelphia Eagle. You know, I thought they were going to give up on Brandon Graham five, six, seven years ago. And lo and behold, He's still here for a number of reasons. And again, not just because of his football play, because he, but because he's just as important. He's one of those high character guys that this organization wants to have. He's a great community service guy. He's a life, he's the life of the party in, a, in the locker room. Yep. He takes any and everybody who's willing under his wing to help them make the transition to playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's everything you want in a consummate team player. And I just hope he plays to a high level this year for, for him personally. Yeah, I look, I say, first off, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I don't know anybody – if you're rooting against Brandon Graham, that's a you problem, right? I mean, there, there's no question mm-hmm. about that. Um, I, look, if, if he ends up with seven or eight sacks and and gives me that kind of rotational end that I, that I think they can, they can have with this squad – I'm great, man. And he does all yeah, the other absolutely. intangible stuff that you mentioned along the absolutely. way. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's yeah. kind of where it's at for me at this point. No question. No question. I want to, lastly, I want to hit you with a couple things. That I was very surprised they brought Barnett back. Frankly, I'm surprised they brought, brought Fletcher Cox back at that kind of money, too. They were, the two, for me at least, the two biggest surprises this offseason in terms of their own personnel. Anything surprise you of guys they let walk, uh, moves they made, whatever, with the people who were on the roster last year? Who are either back well, or whatever. When, when I look at a Fletcher Cox, the fact that they brought him back tells me there's a lot of respect for Fletcher Cox from this organization for what he brings to the table um, on a football field. Fletcher Cox is not one of these you rah rah guys in the locker room. He, you know, he keeps a lot to himself in a lot of ways. Uh, he talks only when he has to, doesn't have a lot to say. Um, keeps, keeps his distance from the media, and rightfully so, for a number of reasons. In terms of, of, of Derek Barnett, I, and, and I've said this on this show, I think he falls into that category of, which is very similar to a Brandon Graham. Obviously, this organization sees something in him that we on the outside looking in are missing. You know, here's a guy who shows flashes of brilliance at times, and you're thinking, that's the first-round pick I'm waiting to see. But we can't get past the, the, the mental lapses that he's had over the last couple of years where he's had more penalties than he has sacks you know, or more penalties than more finding plays in a game. And, you know, people want to get rid of Barnett, but the organization, when they look at him on film, say, you know what, not not yet. And when you think about what they brought him back for, it's not like he's breaking the bank. Um, and it also makes you wonder why teams didn't heavily pursue him to drive up the price to bring him back. So I think he he's the type of player that this organization – wants to see do well they're giving him every chance possible to do well he's at a he's at a cap friendly number for this organization and he has the potential you know the potential is there he just needs to tap into it I think with Barnett it's more mental than physical some of the mental things that he does you sit there going why why did you do this again and I think the Eagles have looked past that in terms of okay we have enough personnel around him now 
that we can overcome those deficiencies that he has in terms of the mental lapses that he has. Derek Barnett can be a good football player, um, has the capability of being a very good football player, just yeah. has to show it more consistently. I just, I, you know, Gunnar, he just frustrates me because, you know, I don't think you break Reggie White's records in college. I don't think you do some of the things he did as a rookie. And there is an ability there. There's clearly ability yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But he he's his own worst enemy in a lot of ways. And yeah. I just, you know, we continue to say, I mean, how about the cutaway? You were you were you you were watching the game. I know you were. Um, Nick Sirianni last year when there was another personal foul against him, he says, yep. you know, him again or whatever whatever the wording yep. used. Yep. That tells me that Nick Sirianni probably isn't in love with him, but somebody else wanted him here because you got him at a cheap rate. Like I just well, feel like you're kind of spinning your wheels here with this guy. And I'm not sure. And I loved him coming out of college, but right, I've seen enough, man. I just I don't. Maybe in a really low expectation rotation, he's fine. I guess I I just think he he is going to continue to frustrate Eagles fans and and coaching staff and team alike. I don't think that changes. I think it's kind of who he is. Well, I think this one falls in the category of how he making the final determination on whether Barnett stayed or go. You know, I, and I don't know if if Sirianni had a conversation with Howie and said, "Can you please get rid of this guy and get somebody else in here?" Uh, but obviously, the fact that he's still here, signed on a two-year contract, they can get out of it after one, tells me that this organization, with the approval of Jeffrey Lurie, feel that this guy still has a lot to offer. We just need to tap into it a little bit more. Yeah, look, that that's that's fair. All right, let's do this. We'll, we'll get a bit of an early timeout here. Uh, we come back because there's so much to do in terms of the open talk stuff that we're going to jump around with. We'll do that when we get back. So don't go anywhere. We roll into the final segment. He is D Gun. I am R Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
at Action News, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Right, welcome back in, everybody. Final segment of the program, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We, we we threw the SOS out there. Nobody knows where Barrett is. So I, I, I told you. You know, I know he's under a tent somewhere. Eating telling war stories. Telling stories. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I wanted to hit you with this. There, there always seems to be, no matter where the, no matter what they're named, no matter who's coaching them, who's playing for them, there is always controversy that follows the Washington formerly football team. Now the commanders always, as long as they've had the same owner, that's the one common theme and that's Daniel Snyder, but there's always something. So the latest is from uh, defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. I don't know if you, you saw this Gunner, um, but he's been pretty outspoken on things. Um, he, and he addressed some of this stuff. Uh, so on, Del Rio said today, you know, he was asked a question about the events in the spring and the summer of 2020 that followed George Floyd's death. And, and one of the things that Del Rio said was, quote, why are we not looking into those things if we're going to talk about it? Why are we not looking into those things? I can look at images on the TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. He's talking about the rioting and whatnot uh, are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol, nothing burned down and we're going to make a major deal. I think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard, we're going to uh, be reasonable with each other. Let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. So he's addressing, you know, what happened at the, at the Capitol uh, building and a lot of the, a lot of the ensuing stuff that went down after George Floyd. And naturally, you know, this has been very controversial and he's basically standing by what he said. Uh, he's not backing away from it. And, uh, you know, he tweeted Monday in response to a tweet about upcoming hearings on, you know, on the events of January 6th, quote, uh, would love to understand the whole story about why the summer riots, looting, burning and the destruction of personal property is never discussed. Hashtag common sense. Anyway, you get the gist of it. Um, and there's a lot of thought that this is going to be divisive in his locker room with his players, particularly African-American players, you yeah. know, et cetera. So. He's not backing away. There's not been the, hey, I'm just trying to get dialogue going sort of speech that you may get sometimes. And, you know, he's sticking to his guns. And I wonder how this is going to play out with his players, what Ron Rivera ultimately is going to do if Daniel Snyder feels any heat because of all everything that's gone down with him lately. What do you think happens there in Washington? I guarantee you they've had closed door meetings with Del Rio. I mean, Snyder in, in the front office in that regard. Now, I will open by saying, 
you know, he's entitled to his own opinions because when you look back in 2020, unfortunately, the bigger picture of why the riots and the protestings were taking place, it was overshadowed by people using that as an opportunity to destroy other people's lives, destroying businesses. You know, what is what is looting and pillaging, stealing from stores have to do with with the cause? Okay, I understand. I understand uh, where he's coming from in that regard, because the message, the bigger message, somewhat got overshadowed. Now, if he fully doesn't understand why people were rioting, then somebody needs to sit him down and educate him. Where were you when all this George Floyd stuff was going on? Where were you when minorities were being killed by police officers, you know, in, in questionable fashion time and time again? If he doesn't understand what triggered this, then he needs to be educated. Now, this could really cause a lot of strain between him and the majority of his players in the locker room because the majority of those players are black. No so doubt. he needs to sit down with those players and explain exactly what his comments or if that could destroy the fiber of this team trying to get ready for an upcoming season. Now, we've right. said Washington has a pretty good defense. Right. Would you want to play for a coordinator who openly took that stance? No, I think know, I, I, it, with yeah. no clarity behind what he was trying to say? Yeah, I, I think they they are. There's going to have to be some kind of sit down, some kind of issues. Barrett, Barrett joining us now. Barrett, we were just talking about the Jack Del Rio stuff. I don't know if you guys were talking about that a, a lot at the OTAs or whatnot, but uh, I, I think he, there, there could be a real firestorm there in Washington, man, with, with some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, that sometimes ignorance is is is, is, is bliss. Yeah. yeah, you can't beat it. You know, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, no doubt. But, uh, all right, well, we'll get back into that, dude. So, to walk me through your day, man. You've had a, you've had a hell of a day so far. No question, man. First of all, I'm driving here. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a tad bit late, and I get pulled over. Uh, I get pulled over. How fast were you going? I was going 82. Woo! And a 55. Ooh. Oh. All right, so I should be in jail, but it was a nice dude. He saw who I was. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, you are Barrett Brooks. <laughs> so he recognized you, which helped a little bit. Now, yeah, did he, yeah. did he, wait, did wait, he wait, wait, Rob, did, wait, 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 Rob. Let's yeah. go back to something here. Why should you be in jail for your first speeding violation? Well, I mean, because I'm going 82. But that's not a reason to throw you in jail. You get a ticket. Well, I didn't know that. You, well, I, I thought there was more to the story. Like, this is like your fifth speeding ticket in the last week or something like that. No, you know what you was really thinking. I had heroin or something in the car. That's what you was thinking. No, no, no. I was thinking, no, I mean, to be honest, hey, look, off the top of the show, when we found out you were pulled over, I'm thinking it's only a matter of time before Bear's in handcuffs because oh, of his letting his temper get the best of him. Bear's going to stand there and argue with the cop on the side of the road. That, I was thinking you'd be face down in the dirt in handcuffs. No, actually, I, I held my composure, as usual. I held my yeah. composure. Did yep. did he did he did he let you off completely or did you get a little ticket? What what are we what are we looking at here? I got a warning. That's oh, it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, oh man, you, you, did, you did you did run into the right guy. Yeah. What do you mean it though? Well, well, wait. Look, you did eighty two and fifty five, right? No, 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 no. I'm glad you didn't uh, get a ticket. I'm. I thought automatically that's a hundred fifty dollar ticket. Now this was before I even knew how fast you were going, but I know. Barrett Brooks and late and being late are synonymous. I knew that. Okay. He Don't say anything. Shots at me. Man, look, he's look, laying out all your business, look, Barrett. Look, I'm just saying. Just hey, look, 
This is the man who was 15 minutes late for his own boat party. I don't need God, to bring geez. that up. Enough. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, but the fact that he gave you a warning and that's it, dude, that's great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So I, I can't, I can't be mad. But um, I, I you know, he he lets me go. I get to practice, and I'm not late. I thought, but I wasn't late. I get here, sit down, have lunch. They give me the spill. No cameras, no cell phones. Yeah, you can walk around the field. Right. Uh, no, you know, no getting in drills or anything. Yeah. First thing happens to me, I get there, Coach Stoutland. Hey, I know you got two or three reps, man. Come over here and do some reps. I'm like, <gasps> like Stoutland no. called you out and brought you over yeah, to do he, some he reps. Called me out, man. Called me oh out. Oh my man. god. Yeah. So it was good, man. It was good, man. The guys, you know, and and you know, especially the younger guys who didn't know where I was, now they know who I am. Man. Did you do some reps? Did you show them some technique? No, no, uh, no. I wasn't gonna go on the field. I'm not gonna press the issue. Okay. I, 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 I gotta still keep that lore that I'm still that dude. If I go out there, I'll definitely be. You know, I, they'll see who I really am. And You'll I, and, expose. And, you don't want to expose. Yeah, yourself. yeah. I can't be exposed, man. I can't be exposed. <laughs> All right, that's cool. I love that Jeff Stoutland is uh, is pointing yeah. you out, man. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Singling, yeah. All right, so, so here's I, the... I talked to uh, I talked to Brandon, Brandon Hunt, got his number. You know, we we we'll, we'll discuss that too. And um, okay, okay. All the hookups are still hookups. In fact, you know, we weren't supposed to talk to players, but all the players came and started talking to me anyways. Me, uh, and uh, it's funny because um, Slay, uh, Slay called out Irvin. Irvin Fryer? Uh-oh. <laughs> and Irvin did break down. He said, man, I got about two or three in me. In fact, we go to red zone, I might stretch it like six or seven. <laughs> uh, now, give us give us some of the alum that were there. Barry. I saw I saw yourself, obviously. I saw Dick Vermeil, Jaws, Irving. Yep. Who, who else? Anybody else? Uh, um, I mean, those were the, those were basically the guys that I saw. Yeah, okay. that was it. Okay. You know, so it wasn't a lot. It was not. It wasn't a lot of you know guys there. It's just basically us. Okay. Give I me some great day. Yeah. Hey, give me. You, give me some. Guy Gunner, you want to ask? Go ahead, were go you surprised that uh, Sirianni kept him on the field a lot longer than we were all anticipating? No, not really, because um, it's the last day, so they don't come back until six weeks. You know, and, that, and that's that's a that's a you know that, that's that's a long time to be without construction, especially right. when you're a young guy, a, a rookie. Because I mean, I'm telling you, looking at it, Jordan Davis looks the part. Really, he doesn't okay. look he doesn't look sloppy. He looks like he's very much in shape, ready to rock and roll. So you know, I mean, it, it's evident that he's ready to play. Mm. Um, if he's I mean six weeks though, that's that's that may be an issue. Because that's six weeks of not being structured around team sort of activities. Okay. So he's going to have to stay in shape. Hopefully he stays around here and works out here instead of going home. When you go home, man, you don't work as hard as you do when you work. Yep, um, that's right. You know, unless you're like a, a T.O. or somebody like that. You know what right. I mean? Right. You know they're going to be in crazy shape. Yeah, crazy right. they're gonna, shape. Right. They're going to they're gonna go out there and break their necks. Um, what, what what else jumped out of you, Barry? Like who looked? I saw I uh, guys were tweeting that uh, Hertz looked good throwing the deep ball today. What, like what stop, else jumped Hertz, out of you? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Stop. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop. He looked good. He did two twelve. It's about somebody looking good. Also, he he says he's still two twenty, but he's he's built. He's well built. He's well put together now. Like he's Who's he's he? more defined. He's more defined in in in, in his in his, how his body's made up. Wait, so Hertz you... looks good. Oh, hurts. Okay, hurts. Okay, yep. hurts. Jordan, hey, my hey, life. Barrett. Barrett, later, later in the day, 
I'm gonna have I'm gonna let you in on a conversation I had with somebody in the know about a few players that you were high on in this organization. When I tell you what I heard over a 35, 40 minute conversation last night, you're gonna go, what? So I'll save that for later. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, something else, uh Fletcher Cox looked like he was in shape. He looked good. Jordan okay. Malata looked like he was in great shape. Um I tell you what, Dillard. I'm surprised Dillard is still on this team. <laughs> really? No, not in the bad sense. Not in the bad sense, but yeah, he looks like he should be starting. He looks, he that, looks good. that good. Mm. He okay. looks that good. Um, how about right Lane guard? Who, who was getting? Who were getting the reps with the ones? Was Sam Malo getting the reps with the ones? Sam Malo got the reps with the guard. Yes, yeah, Sam Malo. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was surprised by Soul Pater, too. Yeah, you know, I was down on him, man. But he looks don't, good. Don't count, him, don't count him out. Don't count yeah. him out. Yeah, he looks pretty. He looks pretty good. Um, of course, you know, um, Jergens is a monster. I saw Kelsey yeah. was working with. They were working alongside one 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 another quite a bit. Yeah, he he doesn't look like he doesn't look like he's a a rookie. Put it like yeah. that. Okay. He that, was, that, that was the rep coming in. And, and apparently you can't tell in this kind of setting, but apparently he's got a little nasty streak to him too. So that's, you like that. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. How about, how about um, skill position wise receivers, uh, you know, hooking well, up AJ with... Brown wasn't here. Okay. But, um, but um, Pascal, he's, yeah. a, he's a little faster than I thought. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's why Sirianni brought him in for that slot position. Yeah, he's a hidden he's a hidden gem for him. I think that he's gonna he all the stuff we talked about in our offense is gonna help him out immensely as far as you know matchups because mm-hmm. nobody's really gonna be looking at number three. Nobody's gonna be game planning for Pascal. Yeah, and and lo and behold, Pascal's be that guy. That, all right, he's a first down here, a first down there. Next thing you know, he's got a touchdown because nobody's really gonna be game planning him. And 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 he's going to be, you know, you can't cover everybody, so they're going to try to, you know, they're going to try to cover Smitty, Brown, and Goddard, and lo and behold, you got Pascal number three sitting there all alone, or one on one against a guy that's a a third team guy, uh, the third best corner, going against a guy that's playing better than a a, a backup slot guy. Mm. Barry, so, so for for people who don't have access to this, j- j- I know we kind of touched on this yesterday, but w- like, what are they doing here? Is this just basically, you know, just a, almost like a glorified walkthrough, just to see if these guys know the plays or not? Like, what, what, or is it technique more technique based? Like, what is it's, like, it's seven on seven? You know how they got those seven on seven leagues? Yeah, it's versus yeah. seven on seven. They're not tackling, but that, I mean, no. it, it's it's fast paced. It's like it's it's like it's like they what they do during the season. They just don't have a helmet, but they're still going through the reps. It's not like a walkthrough. They're going full speed through the reps. They're trying to beat each other. Okay. They're trying to stop each other. You know, it, it, it's like that. The offensive line, really, all they're doing is just drills, um, going through uh, techniques. So it's almost like, you know, it, it, it really shouldn't – they really shouldn't be a part of this. Right. But, I mean, the skill positions, check downs, tight end work, uh, wide receivers, going against DBs, safeties, and – you know those guys got some got some work in. They got okay. they got a nice little amount of work in, and it was hey, competitive, what, very competitive. What was the weather like out there today? Hot, hot. 
hotter, more hot. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you're supposed to order clouds, man. As soon as I get in my car now, I start seeing clouds come. <laughs> I didn't get the request until late, man. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, we're, we're glad you survived your potential ticket situation. Derek didn't ha- wasn't going to bail you out anyway, but that's you know that's, I know. Whole- no, I know. that's not true. Uh, all I do is tell Trish, and Trish would have bailed you out. Mm. Yeah, Trish she probably would have. You wouldn't have. Yeah, we know it wouldn't have been you. No, no, I would have let him sit there for a little while just to think about it, <laughs> and then I would have gone and get him. I would have got him after that. Think about my role. Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh my god! I'm I'm being quite honest. I honestly thought I said if Bear got a ticket, man, it's at least a buck fifty for this ticket. I I thought so too. I thought so too. Oh, we lost him. Oh, all right, right, we lost. Let's go. He did. He did a good job, man. Xander, tell him he doesn't have to jump back on. We we know he's he's in there. He's trying to cool off after his tough day outside today. So that was uh, that was a report from Barry. All right. So you were I I just to put a, a bow on this thing. I, the the Del Rio thing to me is not a good situation if you're Washington. I just unless Derek he's addressing this behind closed doors, you know, and, and kind of just just pouring his heart out to these guys. I can't imagine this is sitting well with folks in that locker room. We'll see. Well, they uh, in know. in Del Rio's case, it can't just be a statement that he makes to defensive players or players in general on that team. Mm-hmm. There has to be an open conversation. There needs to be a closed door conversation between Del Rio and the players yeah. and some back and forth in terms of somebody explain to me what I'm missing here. Right. I mean, were you in a closet the entire spring and summer of 2020? Now, again, I must say, I don't condone the looting, the rioting, the no, burning of, of, yeah. of innocent people's properties and businesses, some of which would never recover. Some of them 30, 40 year old businesses that people. Um, and we're hanging on by a thread to begin with because of COVID. And all yeah. of a sudden now their, their entity no longer exists. You know, that's heart, that's heartbreaking right there, man, to see that kind of stuff happen. Unfortunately, a faction of people out there utilize, use that as for their own personal selfish gains. But in the bigger scheme of things, which was a volatile spring and summer, one of the more volatile springs and summers in the history of this country, you have to be a little bit more thoughtful before you put something out like that on social media, because you know, how do you not know there's going to be backlash from that? How do you, how do you not understand that as a well-educated man working in an industry where the workforce is more than more than 70% African-American? How could you not understand that? And especially when you're working for an organization that's on eggshells right now in embarrassments in a, in a rich, a riches, uh, uh, an embarrassment of riches, for what has gone wrong with that organization in recent years. Yeah, no question. All right, so just just moving on to some other stuff. The Broncos were sold, Derek, for $4.65 billion, with a B, okay, uh, which is a record for a North American team. Um, the Walmart folks essentially you know, bought it from the Boland family. Of course, Pat Boland was the longtime owner, sadly uh, came down with Alzheimer's and passed away a couple of years back. He was a great owner for, for, for the yep. – Th- that yep. franchise but anyway so he they sell it off but man 4.65 billion that's where we are now in, in terms of selling these nfl franchises that is wild Make, makes money. you wonder if that's what they got for that franchise what are the eagles dallas cowboys green yeah. bay packers rams tampa what are those organizations giants, worth now? Jets. giants. yes what are they worth now 100%. you know 
yeah. you just jacked up the price in terms of, of buying into the National Football League now. Mm. You know, and, and you know, when you think Jeffrey Lurie bought this team for a bargain basement price for, of $185 million, and I think the last report I saw was he was close, that franchise is worth close to $3 billion. Yeah. Well, if Denver's worth $4.6 billion, what is the Eagles franchise worth now? Definitely more than that. I will My tell you that much for sure. Yeah, it's Ooh. crazy. That's crazy. All right, so uh, aside from that, Drew Brees, one and done. One and done at NBC. He's out. So he was doing Notre Dame games yep. on, you know, obviously Saturdays. And then Sunday he was in uh, their studio at times. He did call a playoff game as well for them. Now, this is being couched by the NBC suits as um, – did a really good job. He just wants to spend more time with his family. And there's some debate whether or not he was pushed a little bit because they also said, hey, look, if he wants to, although he had a multi-year contract, if he wants to pursue other networks, we have no problem with that. Right. That sounds a little fishy to me. It sounds like it wasn't necessary. I think Drew got a little bit of a nudge, maybe not a shove, but a nudge out the door. I didn't think he was that. I thought he was bad in the playoff. I didn't, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was great, but I sure didn't think he was that bad. No, I, you, you know? kidding me with some of the other, I mean, let's face it. We got a lot of in Philadelphia, a lot of, I said earlier, like the, the F and G team this year. Right. Right. He was better than what we were getting in some of those games. I could tell you that much. Yeah. But see Rob, the initial, the initial thought that comes to mind is okay. He's out. Does this mean the return of drew Brees to the saints? Well, remember is that he, possible? do you remember he put that weird tweet out and, yeah, and he yep. threw that out there? Yep. And then Dennis Allen, the coach, was like, I'm sure he's just kidding. I I, I, I never say never, okay? I, I, no, no. I never say never. So hey, I, Tom Brady retired, didn't he? How long did that last? I would say if the door's not um, open, it's a little ajar for him to kind of you know get back in there. So you never know. Well, look at his last year as a player. He didn't have Michael Thomas. Yep. The offense sputtered. Now, not only is Michael Thomas back, but they use the first round pick on a wide receiver as well. Yeah. So now, so now you still got Alvin Kamara in his backfield. They got a pretty good defense. Who's this? I tell you what, if Drew Brees goes back to the Saints, to me, that automatically means they're neck and neck with Tampa Bay and the NFC South now. Hey, take, there's no take, question about that. Take it a step further. Let's say yeah. he doesn't necessarily start the year, but Jameis Winston's struggling. Their defense is playing really well, right? And yep. you're saying to yourself, man, if they just got good quarterback play, this team can be right there. Hey, All of a sudden, hey. here we go. The bat phone. Here comes Drew Brees. Now, obviously, Drew Brees doesn't need the money based on what he made as a player in his one no year doubt. at NBC. Yeah, you no know, doubt. But you know what? Those competitive juices start flowing. And let's face it, Drew Brees did not take a lot of beatings as a quarterback. If there was a rhythmic, rhythmic quarterback in the National Football League who one, two, three throw and avoided a lot of hits, it was Drew Brees. So Drew, I, I, Drew Brees' body is healed, man. So, yeah, it, you know, maybe the competitive juices are taking over. I think your point's valid. He sees Brady older than him. He sees yep. Rodgers around his age, maybe a little yep. bit younger. And yep. he's saying, these dudes are still doing it at a pretty high level. You never know. So just watch out. That's all I'm saying. He's, he's a and, free agent, so to speak, now. Well, and he will be going back to a team and a coach he's familiar with. You know, right. when Sean Payton was there, Dennis Allen was the defensive coordinator. Exactly. So he's he's with the team. He already automatically knows the team inside and out. He knows the the new head coach down in New Orleans. Now I don't see Drew Brees coming back to take over a Carolina or an Atlanta. You know because those teams are too far removed from being. Valerie, Valerie on our in our comment section yeah. said Seattle, and like I get it, they need Seattle. a quarterback, but I I don't I don't see him going into a rebuilding process. Yeah, Seattle's, Seattle's in a rebuilding. Good. 
I mean, they, you got two you you got two really good pass catchers out there, but Seattle needs a lot on defense before they consider a legitimate contender in that division. Yeah, well, you said. got you got three teams ahead of them out there. Yeah. Um, all right, staying on the football theme here. So Baker Mayfield excused from Brown's mandatory minicamp next week. Of course. I, you know, no surprise, right? I, I, you, you, the last thing you want to do is force this dude to come in there ticked off already. They're trying to trade. Look, I I, I don't think Cle- Cleveland's in a really tough spot, Derek, right now. I mean, there's right, I don't right. know if you saw that there's a New York Times story by Jenny Ventress, formerly of Sports Illustrated, yeah. that says, you know, the, the detailing some of the stuff with Deshaun Watson, 66 massage therapist and a 17-month fan. That's crazy. You know, this thing just looks worse and worse. And they, they're they on the hook for guaranteed money to him. And you don't know when he's going to be back. But the Mayfield thing's also a disaster. I, I think Cleveland, man, they, they could potentially be in for a really ugly year, Derek, in general. If if, if, if that guaranteed money, if, if Cleveland was a smart organization, the guaranteed money would have stipulations behind it. This money is, yes, this money is guaranteed if this does not occur. If there's any evidence found that you are guilty, this color, this contract is null and void, plain and simple. Yeah, I would if think you, that that's got to be in there, wouldn't you? I mean, uh, if you're a, smart, how can an be. NFL team with that baggage not at least have that in there? Now you we have haven't had, we haven't heard that reported, but that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. So it's it's going to be interesting. I think Kevin Stefanski's in an awful spot. Their head coach, I that's agree. Awful, I agree. Awful you spot. could go from two frontline quarterbacks to none. Yeah, before the season starts. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right. So, but but, uh, but, but, but you know, but Baker Mayfield. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's time to cut bait. Cut bait yeah. with him. Nobody's not going to trade for you. Teams are smart. They're going to sit back and wait. And if they need a quarterback, Atlanta, Tampa, Seattle. I mean, uh, no, no. I mean, Carolina, Seattle. They're going to pick him off the waiver wire. I wouldn't trade for him. Why would you trade for him? No, no. I, because everybody and their mother knows they're going to have to cut him. So I'm yeah. just waiting, man. Yeah. I'm going to wait it out. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I don't, I don't yep. have any yep. any doubt about that. All right, I thought you get a kick out. You watched Ozark, right? You're an Ozark yeah. guy. Oh yeah. All right, you know the the character who plays Ruth, the the yep. woman who plays Ruth. Her name is Julia Garner. That, that's yep. if you've seen Ozark, she's <laughs> she's a a, a firecracker Ooh. man. She is on. She is wild. Okay. Um, she has been tabbed to play Madonna in a biopic. I think it's an interesting choice. Straight hair. She doesn't have that that tight perm that she had in Ozark. I think she, I think there's a reset, a facial. I'm talking Madonna like circa 1990 ish. Right, right. Yeah, we're going back. I'm not talking about now. I, I think it's might not be bad. I think she, if you look at them face to face, you know, side by side, there's there's some similarity. And you know yeah, she can act. You're right. You're right. You're you're right. I agree. Um, I shouldn't have frowned. I, I, you know, the more I think about it, the more you talked. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how much of Madonna's life, because if you follow Madonna, man, there was a lot of sketchy stuff that went on in in her lifetime outside of being a musician, a very prominent musician. So it's going to be interesting to see just how much is revealed in her life story. But I think, I think uh, that woman, um, I think she can pull it up. I mean, she's a firecracker in Ozark. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It it would be at least worth looking at. I'm not saying I watched the entire thing because I hate, I, I hate a lot of movies that are based on the life story. Yeah. I thought ja- I thought Jamie Foxx did a great job oh. uh, portraying um, Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Oh, he was awesome in that. Incredible. I thought I thought Joaquin Phoenix was great as Johnny Cash. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, I agree with that. I thought yeah. Will Smith did a decent job of a Muhammad Ali. Yes. Um, but you know, but you're some right. Of them, More often it's a whiff than, yeah, than, it, than it is a hit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I'm interested in seeing I'll I may watch it initially, but I don't know if I'll get through the whole thing. The other thing I'd have to check, and I didn't I I'll dig into it a little bit further, but I don't know if this is authorized. If it's one of these deals where, you know, Madonna's against it and you know, who knows what. I, I don't even know. Is Madonna still alive? <laughs> yes, Madonna's still alive, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all right. So lastly, um, I, I mentioned this LIV to you yesterday. This uh this yep. back the new golf uh you know tour backed by the uh by the Saudi Arabies. Uh interesting. There's more guys jumping ship, Derek, to it. Uh Bryson DeChambeau is yep. is going over there. I mean, there there's upward, there's a a, a big number of guys at this point. It, it's gonna be fascinating to, to see how many, in fact you know, ultimately end up doing it. Um, he's the, you're talking about the guy who's the 2020 U S open champ is, is jumping ship. Patrick Reed, the 2018 masters champion is jumping ship. You know, th these guys are taking the money and running man. And, and the, you know, there are some people that are, you know, dug in, like I saw Justin Thomas saying, Hey, look, people can do whatever they want. I, I'm happy with you know the way I've been treated by the PGA. I'm staying here. Th this, it feels like, man, there's a real split here with some, they got some heavy names. There's some bit heavy hitters that are going to this thing. The the old boys network of the PGA better understand real fast. Golfers today are no longer in fear of you. Yeah, it's all about the the bottom line is all about the Benjamins. And as we discussed yesterday, I said when the golfers when when several golfers said I can make more money traveling less to be at home with my family more. I have small kids now. All of a sudden, other golfers are thinking, you know what? You're right. I can finish in the top twenty and make more money than I did trying to win a tournament on the PGA Tour, especially with the Saudi Arabians back in this thing. Mm -hmm. You know how deep their oil pockets are? Yep. Are you kidding me? Who would not look at that as a as a, as a, a viable option to get out from under the PGA umbrella? You know, yeah. so the PGA, the PGA needs to change its stance in terms of you're going to be suspended. You're going to be suspended. A lot of, play, you know, a lot of players are going to say, so what? No, they're going to money. The, okay. Yeah, the only thing they care about now, Gunner, is playing in the in the in the championships. They're not going to. They're done. I mean, they're, they're out with the PGA. There's there's no question about it, man. It, it's going to be interesting to see how many more. I think they had. There's a deadline coming up shortly where they're all going to have to declare, announce, whatever. Um, so we're going to find out shortly how many more guys are going to be be jumping ship. That's for sure. Well, not right. only that, but if they keep if they keep trying to make this stance on what what we're going to do to you if you jump ship yeah that guess that's how funny. watered down their product could be in the next couple of years the yep. masters the pga the riders cup imagine how watered down your product could be if you're going to take this hard stance yep. you got to change with the times man yep. what you you've you've run amok for 50 plus odd years yep that, no that's question. no longer the case now no, it's over. It's a different deal now. That's for sure. All right. That was fun today. Uh, we did a lot of football talk for sure. We'll keep it rolling uh, tomorrow as well. We we may have that special guest that we talked about. We'll see. Yeah, keep your fingers crossed. We'll see. Uh, tomorrow, EJ Smith is going to join us on Friday uh, from the Philadelphia Inquirer. We'll talk to EJ tomorrow. But uh, we'll keep it rolling, man. Philly's at it again tonight. Uh, Eagles uh, finishing up OTAs. A lot to talk about with the NBA Finals game three tonight as well. We will do all of it tomorrow all right don't go anywhere the national football show with dan cilio is coming up derek it was fun man have Likewise, yourself, brother. yeah have yourself a great day uh for barrett as well thanks to our producer xander kraus i am rob ellis we'll see you guys tomorrow at the same time we are sports take jacob sports youtube network
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.